So I can see me. Adam, say something. What's up? There we go. Adam's on it. Ready to do this? Ready to do this. Why, why the fuck not, right? I've only had two beers and you've had uh, some red wine. Shit happens, right? I've had like two glasses of wine. I think we're, we're, we're good to go. We're good to go. Gotta be a little bit loose. Um, all right. All right, everybody uh, out there in internet land, I am Justin Woods, and this is the Woods Cast. Uh, with me right now is uh, my buddy Adam. Uh, what's going on, Adam? What's going on, Justin? Well, we've been shooting the shit for about forty minutes now, and uh, uh, the other host of the Woods Cast, uh, my brother, my idiot brother, he's running late because he does not know how to work a clock. So we decided, uh, since Adam actually has a real job and has to actually get up and go to work at a specific time, not, you know, when I'm supposed to be in the lab, when the fuck ever. So we're, we're going to talk to Adam yep. for a while. He's got some things he wants to rant about. Um, I've got some things I want him to rant about. And then uh, Shay will probably pop on here later, um, probably high as fuck, um, if I know my brother. And uh, we'll discuss some uh, some more fun stuff, all the shows that um, probably Adam hasn't seen. Um but uh, that's that. That's the plan. Hope everybody enjoys enjoys it. Um, I have an you know, out. What's that? Eventually, you, I was gonna say eventually your entertainment agenda is gonna hit a movie or a show that I've seen, and then y'all aren't gonna be ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just gonna come out of nowhere with a very deep, uh, like a deep <laughs> dive on the net, the the third Terminator from here on out, and we'll be like, what? Or the fucking uh, Critters reboot or something. Just blow us out of the water. Okay. So, um... Please tell me there's not actually a Critters reboot. Oh, yeah, dude. They're already... They're, it's already in production. Yeah. Okay, well, go on. <laughs> well, that's... And that's one of those things where people are like... Or at least, I don't know if people are, but I am constantly asking, who the fuck asked for this? Like, who the fuck decided this was a thing we needed to do? Um, I'm actually kind of pissed, like Rachel and I talked about it last night, I'm kind of pissed about the fucking uh, Aladdin redo. Like, who the fuck did, needed a new Aladdin with with a blue uh, Will Smith? The thing is, Aladdin is one of those movies that was done perfectly the first time. Right. Um, like, if, if anybody, I mean, God forbid, if anybody said, you know what we should remake? Gone with the Wind. They should be shot, because Gone with the Wind was perfect the first time. I can see that. I can see. I can see some. And and there's a lot of. I, I I feel your resentment for a lot of these reboots. But then there's then then you'll have the ones that are just knocked out of the park. Like I don't know if you consider the was it 2012 Godzilla a reboot or just a like a continuation of Godzilla. But it seemed pretty rebooty, rebooted. Um, and that I don't was know. Amazing. I saw it. was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, okay. So what are we going to talk about? So with Adam, of course, Shay uh, taps in here. We're going to talk about probably some polling. I want to talk about some Adam J- Adam Jones nonsense where they're red pilling little kids, which is fucking weird. 
You mean Alex Jones? Don't give him my name. I said Alec. I said Alex. Said, you said Adam Jones. No, I didn't. I did not. Don't no. Well, that's but, a Freudian. Uh, that, that that's that's in your head. So that's something you got to deal with. We're gonna listen to the recording, and I'm gonna be right. All right, whatever. You know, I can. I'm the one editing this, right? If you edit it out, I will be offended. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let me just check on what the time is to make sure that disappears. All right. Cool. Um. So edit out Adam Jones at three fifty. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. No. So uh, so there's this weird thing that's going on on the Alex Jones. Uh, he's trying to make himself relevant with a 14 year old girl who's apparently a super conservative. It's icky. Um, and then I have some questions that um, probably you would weigh in more on than Shay about basically the Trump and Democrats investigating the investigators and what the fuck are they investigating is, is kind of shaping up into a really weird separate world right now. Um, so, so that's what, we're, and then, uh, then Shay's going to tap in and we're going to talk about a bunch of CW shows that, uh, I don't think Adam's paid attention to. So, so we're really dividing this correctly. Um, all right. So the weekly numbers. So, um, we're recording this, uh, it's Thursday, uh, May 23rd. Um, I'm on my uh, second beer. Adam's had like three, three glasses of red wine. Um, it is the 853rd day of the Trump administration. Um, North Korea has been totally nucleus for about 345 days now. Uh, there have been three, 3,335 Q drops. Adam, I hope you pay attention to that shit. Um, Q drops? What's a Q drop? You know, QAnon? Oh, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I, I know that's that's the Q you were referring to. Yeah, there's a, there's an app you can get on your phone that like has them all categorized, and you can search through them, and it's the, it's the funniest fucking thing ever. Like most of them are just numbers. Like he'll just he'll just post a six digit number and everybody's like, "What does this mean?" Like it means uh, you guys are idiots. <laughs> so what what I what I like to compare the QAnon um, phenomenon to is and, and my the the name of the sect is escaping me, but it was back in the late eighteen hundreds. This this uh, branch like fringe religious sect that thought that they had figured out like the the date that uh, of the second coming of judgment day and the people who were adherents to the sect like sold all of their property and like waited out on their lawn for judgment day to happen and then when it didn't they were like well fuck because now they sold all their possessions. They gave all their money away. Like, what are they going to do? Oh now? no! Yeah, and no, I, I, I know. I've read about that. I've read about that, and and then that same kind of trope happened, like in the late '80s. But it was a weird cult that did the same thing. Like they sold all their possessions. I don't think it was the the Haley Bob people, but it might have been. Oh no! It was the. I, I now remember the name of the sect. It was the Millerites. The Millerites oh. in the late 1800s. That thought the world was going to end. Well, anyway, so I know they did. They probably didn't sell all their possessions, but the QAnon people were like, "It's going to happen. It's going to drop. Trump and Mueller are going to announce their their alliance, and they're going to arrest all the Democrats." And right. then Mueller reports Ooh, out. Hold on, and, hold on. Like, Pedophile Democrats. Excuse me, I didn't clarify enough. But yeah. now the Mueller reports out. And like, what happened to all the QAnon people? Have they admitted that they were wrong, or did they just all go away quietly? No, actually, they they 
it's really interesting, and I didn't really kind of put this in the, the rundown, but, like, I love talking about this because it's so goddamn ridiculous. The interesting part is is the real hucksters, the people that are there just to sell books and sell um, monetized YouTube videos, they're still there just churning this shit out. Just, just for everybody's reference, we're doing this, like I said, on the 23rd of May. The last Q drop, quote-unquote, was a literal six-digit uh was a six-digit number. Let me bring it up on my phone. Was a six-digit number on on May twelfth. So like these people still churn out these fucking videos. Yeah. So so. Uh, all right. I, I was just made a liar. I was just made a liar. It. Uh, I just updated. There was there was three three or four Q drops today. Whatever. All right. But the Thank last you were a liar. Huh? I said fake news. You were already a liar. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the shitty part is, is like Q made me a liar. That's that's how shitty this is. <laughs> so apparently there were like, I don't know, eight Q drops or whatever. So there's three thousand three hundred forty three Q drops right now, um, as of nine oh seven p.m. my time. And the last one is just a seven digit code. It's six five seven two seven eight five. Like, like these people will 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 sit there and and decode that number for the next fucking fourteen days until there's another drop like that, and the real hucksters don't stop. They don't care. They they'll go back and they'll go forward and they'll just they'll just rehash this shit. A couple of the people that I've like, I don't follow them on YouTube, but like when their videos pop up, I'll listen to a couple minutes to see how absolutely batshit crazy they are. Um, like they they're getting frustrated. They're like. You know, we've been waiting for them to arrest all the Democrats that are pedophiles, but they're just—it's just not happening. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, well, what's going on is you're insane. Yeah, I just noticed that you're in your pajamas. I am in my pajamas. All right, I th- I, I, much respect. Yes. Hey, I told you my air conditioner broke. I am not like in a position. To be in my usual like flannel and jeans attire right now. All right, I get it. All right, so um, polling, uh, and I used to bring this up because there, you know, it was important to be how it was important to notice how popular or unpopular Donald Trump is. But these numbers aren't going fucking anywhere. Gallup has him at forty two percent, five thirty eight, forty one point two. Real Clear Politics, which is supposed to be the more conservative leaning aggregate, forty two point nine. Uh, Donald Trump is in double is negative double digits in every poll I'm looking at. So, um, and that's well, since and he, the Mueller report dropped. He has never been over fifty percent. Uh, no. I don't think it's possible he's never been over forty five percent, or at least I don't recall a poll where he was over forty five percent. Gallup had him. Gallup had him at forty six percent for one of their cycles, which is I think nowadays two weeks. He he, broke, okay. he he hit forty six percent and it was a record in Gallup. That's but it. so so forty six percent was his high water mark, at least as reputable polls are concerned. Yeah. Um, that's gotta be concerning for reelection. I, I mean, granted, George W. Bush got reelected when he was at like he was averaging at like thirty eight percent at the time. Right. So that's concerning, obviously. But, but that was George also- W. Yeah, that was also yes. a lot of that, like, we don't switch war- horses in a war bullshit. Well, and it was a lot of John Kerry ran a, an uninspiring campaign. Yes. Uh, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, John Kerry was, I think, the best Secretary of State since John Foster Dulles. I think he would have been a good president, but he was not a good campaigner. No, and, and it was, and I think that was also 
I know we've had shitty campaigns and we've had bad campaign tactics. You know, I mean, Karl Rove, you know, famously, um, you know, sent a bunch of homeless people to his, you know, a rivals campaign. Like there, there's been some shady campaign shit for, you know, since we've been doing campaigns. You know, Roger Stone, of course, made himself famous being the Republican trickster. But I, I guess that was the first campaign I really watched shit like the Swift Boat veterans and. You know, a picture of him windsurfing really fucking makes some some uh, some hay. Well, the thing is that the the windsurfing picture was originally um, put out by his own campaign to try and humanize him by showing him doing something recreational. The problem is, it was showing him doing something recreational that is for rich people. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, and it's a Back thing that like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, and then later there's, you know, and then later they, of course, flooded the interwebs with pictures of him, you know, uh, you know, hunting. Yeah. Which was like, okay, yeah, I get it. But then, you know, Dick Cheney literally shot a man in the face and everybody was like, eh. But, all right. So, yeah, like, these polls really aren't going anywhere. And I'm with you. I, th- I think uh, there's been some polls that, like, uh, Rasmussen always puts him at, like, 50, 55%, which there's such an outlier, it's not even fucking funny. Um, and then there's I, been some... I, haven't at, I haven't even seen him at 55% Rasmussen. I think that's a, an overestimate there. Yeah, I think I think it was, it was 51 or 52%. And, of course, they, like, shared the shit out of it on Twitter. But, yeah. It's 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 not going well for him, and he's not doing things that will improve that number, in my opinion. Um, I mean, we could talk about uh, like we when, when the when we actually have a Democratic candidate, we can talk about uh, a little bit more detail to what the election is going to shape up as. But like right now, something like fifty something percent of Donald Trump's ad revenue is going is just shooting at that like over 65 demographic like he's not trying to expand his base he's just trying to drill down on that base and get them all out and yeah I, I can tell you where the at least i mean i'm not a i'm not Nate Silver but where where i would in my amateurish viewpoint guess the the real areas that Donald Trump has the, the states that Donald Trump has injured himself in for 2020 um, are primarily in the Southwest and the Grain Belt. Yeah, um, yeah I agree with that. His, um, so it's 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 well documented in polling, in cultural surveys that um, Hispanic voters tend to Hispanic Latino voters tend to skew socially conservative. They're they're more socially conservative than Democratic white people. Um, and so you have a, a Republican voting Latino block. Um, I think that the the frankly aggressively anti-Latino, anti-immigrant position that Trump has taken, uh, the Trump administration has taken, is, is going to cut into that block of Republican-leading Hispanic voters, uh, which is going to... Uh, and I, I understand that Hispanic and Latino are not synonyms, and no. I have clumsily well, used them as synonyms here a couple one, of times. One, once, a, once a culture, one's a, an ethnicity. Yeah. Right. Well, the, that's going to cut into his share that he can pull of the uh, Latino block in Arizona, mm-hmm. which is which has become a battleground state, which the Democrats actually won in the 2018 Senate race. 
um, which the the Democrats have managed to recruit um, a pretty good Senate candidate for 2020, Mark Kelly, who is the um, husband of former Arizona Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords, uh, who has been a, a gun control activist um, and a uh, he, he's a former astronaut um, and is frankly a pretty compelling candidate. No, um, I thought that was a great a great reveal for him to do that. And, uh, I, I mean, I think Trump's going to have a tough time in Arizona in 2020. And also this trade war that he's escalated with China that has come down really hard on American farmers uh, because China is the number one international purchaser of our agricultural products. Right. Um, I think he's going to have a tough time in Iowa in 2020, which is a state he won in 2016. Um, he'll have a tough time in Iowa. Uh, Ohio has a significant agricultural sector. Um and that's the state that Trump was in in 2016, the first Republican to win Ohio since George W. Bush in 20, 2004. Um, right. Obama won it in both 2008 and 2012. Well, so, and, and just today, the uh, Trump administration has announced that Donald Trump is going to um, uh, introduce a $16 billion um, subsidy, I guess you'd say, or subsidy package to help those grain belt farmers that have been just you know just kneecapped by his uh, stupid ass trade war with them, and you know I, I don't know that that's something that grain belt farmers are going to take to. I don't, th- I, and I haven't done a poll. I haven't gone out and surveyed Iowa farmers, but they they are. Typically, stereotypically, if not typically, a group of people who want to make their living selling their crops, they don't want to make their living taking a check from the government. I don't right. think I think they're I think they're by and large going to be offended by it. Well, and I, I think you're right. And I think they're going to by and large be offended by it because these are these are, you know, um, it's cliche, but they are the salt of the earth. They 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 relish in the fact that they make their living by the sweat off their brow, and it's a, I know it's an, a, an honorable tradition that usually goes back generations in their family, and some of them are going to be, if they have to take that money to keep their family farms afloat, they're not only going to be like, they're going to hate it. They're going to be very, very resentful that they had to do that because of the direct actions of the president to start some bullshit trade war with China because he thought he had the biggest balls um, ever. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting you know, dynamic. There are some there are some other agriculture heavy states that Trump did not exactly run away with in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, chief among them being Texas. Texas yeah. uh, is kind of a, a dark horse swing state lately. I mean, in 2016, Trump won Trump won Texas by eight points, maybe between eight and nine points. Not a landslide. In 2018, Beto O'Rourke lost that Senate race by less than two points. Texas is trending blue, and if there are a lot of pissed-off farmers who are right. mad at the Trump administration, I mean, the Republicans might be in for some trouble in Texas. Like, how, how much of, a, of a, an absolute, absolute seismic shift would that be if, in the 2020 race, Texas just went fucking blue? Like, that would be so weird. That would I wouldn't even believe it. Like, I, I would be right beside Sean Hannity going, bullshit. This can't be right. Pop quiz. Who was the last Democrat to win Texas? Oh, fuck me. I don't know. Clinton? Jimmy, 
Jimmy Carter won Texas. No. Really? Wow. I wouldn't I wouldn't have picked Jimmy Carter. That's interesting. Okay. Um no, there's there's a there's a bunch of that shit. Another thing, like I, I think just shaping up like we haven't talked about Democratic candidates in a while, but um, it looks like Biden might be the, you know, is the front runner. Let's just assume that Biden takes the nomination. Um, Pennsylvania is going to be another one, really, really hard state for him, uh, Trump to win if Biden's the, the candidate. Yeah, no, I, I think, well, I, I think that no matter who the Democratic nominee is, um, unlikely exceptions aside, um, I, I I think that Biden, or uh, Trump is going to have a tough time winning Pennsylvania this time around. Yeah. Um, I think him winning Pennsylvania was a fluke in 2016. I think him winning Michigan was a fluke in 2016. Right. Um, I, mean, again, I, I would be we, extremely surprised to see either of those happen again. Yeah, and we've talked about this like a, a bunch of times on the podcast with you several times. I mean, that was literally 79,000 votes spread across three states. Like that's that's a fucking paper thin margin of error for a national campaign to to fuck with. So, all right. But we'll get there. We'll get to the politics stuff. I got I got a bunch of other questions to ask Adam while we're waiting for my um, time lag brother to show up. Excuse me. Um, Game of Thrones. What you got? So this is this I... is we got eight seasons. I meant to calculate how many minutes, but you know you're looking at like thirteen episodes a season, basically. You got about sixty minutes an episode. This last season was only six episodes long. Most of them kind of ran long. It's like a bunch of short movies. Like we we've been here, we've done this. Uh, one of the numbers I d- you didn't let me uh, talk about Adam because we got off on on some other tangents. That's fine. Yeah, nobody's paying us to do this. We do this because we we are having fun. But it's been uh, two thousand eight hundred and seventy two days since George R. R. Martin published a goddamn book. So th- those are things we we've busied ourselves with the Game of Thrones uh, HBO show. And I know that Adam is ready to just vent about how it was meh. Surprise! I didn't think the fin- the finale was bad. I, I, I honestly, that, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it was bad at all. I think that in the world that has been created by the first five episodes in the season, it ended about as well as it could have. Um, now we talked about on the last podcast that I was on uh, that I had some real problems with uh, the earlier parts of the season, namely pacing. Um, and, and I have the, those problems to an extent with the finale too. I, I, I think that in the same way that the show did not earn Daenerys's heel turn toward Mal- mad queendom. Um, I think they didn't, the, the show didn't quite earn King Bran um, in that if if this they, show they seemed like cop outs, <clears throat> if if this episode had occurred at the pacing that the early seasons did, this finale episode would have been three episodes yeah. of deliberation by the members of the council selecting the king. Um, there would have we we would have seen a a deep dive exploration of every lord's uh, tribal interests from their own. Uh, their, their own area of control, um, their own personal interests, debating and balancing and making secret alliances and betraying each other until we finally settled on Bran. Yeah. But we didn't have that. We had Tyrion made a speech and everybody said okay. And that's not that's not Game of Thrones. But 
overall, I was satisfied with the ending. I, I, I can agree a lot because in a lot of ways, what you I agree with what you say because in a lot of ways, the actual truncated timeline of this season was kind of interesting in that I'm sure if you went back and averaged out the minutes, this this season had probably as many minutes as every other season, but there's a big difference between, between having six episodes and ten episodes because you can do a lot more in when you break it up and you can you can pace the story out a lot better and and you know, i i've seen a pattern in who seems to like the the eighth season and who doesn't and the people who tend to like the eighth season are people who are not book readers and the people who read the books seem to dislike the eighth season because the eighth season was the least like the books in the early seasons the, the the scenes that got the most time devoted to them, and this is because the budget was not as good, the scenes that got the most time devoted to them were interpersonal deliberations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you would have, the battle scenes would be like, the battle starts, and then the screen goes black, and then the battle's over, because the show didn't have the budget for battle scenes. Right. And that's the way the books went, was most of the time was spent on like scheming and discussions deliberations about what's going to happen next that's what the fans of the books like they like lengthy uh series of of scheming playing out and then the battles happen and that's like the realization of all the scheming and it happens quickly whereas the show watchers are like give me dragons and cgi yeah well and, and like um a great example of that is is the um, Battle of the Whispering Woods. Like that was, you know, there was some scene to that in the um, show, but it was basically just a thing that happened in the book. Like you just skip to Jamie being, you know, a fucking captor. Yeah, they talk about they talk about it later that you know Jon Snow ran around with a giant direwolf. You know, or I'm sorry, um, oh fuck, his older brother. What's his name? He's been dead forever. Um, Rob. Rob, thank you. Rob, you know, Rob Stark, you know, he, uh, running around with his direwolf just kicking everybody's ass. But it was, like, mentioned by, like, people who, like, were happy they didn't die in that battle. And then you just move on. Yeah. Well, yeah, or even Battle of the Blackwater, which was... Exactly. Blackwater, in the books, is probably the most tactically interesting battle of Game of Thrones. Right. Um, but in, in the show, it was, it was short. There was a little bit of battle shown, but it wasn't grand scale like you saw in Season 8. Um, and that's what the people who have been long, long-time followers of the series are into. It's a bunch of strategically interesting decisions, and then like they come to fruition in in a in a short battle scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you if you have the budget and the time to have long battle scenes and long deliberative scenes, you know what? Great. But that's I, I mean, re- realistically, you're not going to see that. Right, and and a lot of the a lot of um... I don't want to phrase this. Um, serial serial shows like this have a problem with keeping up the interest of the the viewers when you have to waffle between, like you're saying, um, the interaction between the characters, the dialogue, and the big CGI battles. Uh, a great example is like um, Breaking Bad. Like Breaking Bad was great because it was all interactions between the characters. And yeah, there'd be like a gunfight here or there, but like it wasn't like 
you know, every season you got this big gunfight like or a big explosion or something. When that happened, it was like so out of left field. Um, I, I tell Rachel though, like every time I watch Game of Thrones, like sometimes like Lady Mormont is my fucking, it's like she's 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 my fucking favorite character. Like some of her little monologues because she's like you know five and a half feet tall, like f- five foot one, just just like fucking twelve year old girl, just fucking tell standing up telling everybody that the North remembers and 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 basically calling out a bunch of huge dudes like y'all y'all are pussies. Like that, those kind of dialogues would make me like stop, rewind, make another drink, watch it again. So like the the show might be sixty minutes, but I'm like ninety five minutes into it, like just like this is awesome. And like like you said, those are the parts of the books that kept me reading it, and those are the best parts I thought of the show. And the I'm with you. The turn towards electing you know Bran as the king, too quick. The, I, I still will say that it, it tickles me to no end that I had to rewind it for a while and figure out why the hell Jon Snow didn't want to bang Daenerys that one time. And I was like, oh, that's right. He knows it's her, his aunt. Like, the, the whole the whole turn of, um, you know, Danny becoming the heel was because, uh, you know, Jon Snow soured on banging his aunt. I, I find that a little bit, a little bit entertaining. Yeah. I, I mean... I think the show lost sight of what type of person is a Game of Thrones fan. Yeah. Uh, like, like I brought up earlier. And the the ty- the author that I compare George R. R. Martin to, not stylistically, um, because it, their, their writing styles are not similar, but I compare George R. R. Martin to F. Scott Fitzgerald because they're uh-huh. both very they're both very character driven authors. Um, they flesh out their characters and in excessive detail, and their characters' traits are what drive the story. Um, even though their, their writing styles and obviously their genres are not similar at all, but they're, I, I think they're very similar in that the most important thing in their stories is the, their characters' personality traits. Um, and in the late seasons of the show, they got away from that, and I think that's why the fandom is unhappy. Yeah. Well, and I, I that's fine. The fandom can be fucking unhappy. The funny thing is, is like Game of Thrones doesn't owe them shit. Like, that's the thing, like, there's nobody's, nobody's owed. I mean, like owed is such a weird word to use here. Um, yeah, nobody, well, I mean, I mean, as, as we're sitting here talking, um, one point five million people. Hold on, it's still updating. Yeah, one point five million people have signed a petition to redo the entire eight season with better writers. Blah 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 blah. Like, well, that's stupid. But. Yeah, it's it's just so dumb, and then it's so dumb that you know one of the things I'll probably have to talk to Shay about is like they just decided that uh, Robert Patterson should Robert Patterson's in the lead for uh, becoming the next Batman, and like the second that was announced, a flurry of you know petitions shot up that say like I don't like that, like goddamn, like I don't understand people that are like I'm going to sign a petition because I don't like the way the world's going. Well, that's great, but you know. Well, Game of Thrones I mean, showrunners don't owe you shit. Petitions are by and large useless, but oh, yeah. like owed is a weird word to use here because I, I mean, am I owed something by any purveyor of an entertainment material? Mm. No, but like if they want to sell books and movies and things, they probably want to make something that an audience wants to see and or read, uh, and in this case, I mean, Game of Thrones has has built up enough 
of a following that, uh, I mean, they could put up a, a, a season eight, episode seven, that is just like a two hour video of somebody taking a shit and like several million people would watch it. Obviously they would voice their displeasure, but they'd watch it. Yeah. And like, I, I think it's, it's, it's unreasonable to take the position that like the people who you anticipate consuming the product that you create are not allowed to have an opinion about that product. Well, that's fine. Like, you can have an opinion about that product, but what I think is hilarious is how frantic people are in demanding that you redo that product to their exact specifications. Well, I, I think that we're, we need to draw a, a differentiation between people who are generally unhappy with the direction that Season 8 took and people who are, like, demanding a redoing of Season 8 and are expecting that to, like, have any impact on the world whatsoever. I mean, 1.5 million people signed the fucking petition, so there's at least well, that. I mean, it's just dumb. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I like. There, there are dumber things that 1.8 million yeah. people have, but <laughs> one of which would be the uh, presidency of Donald Trump that we talked about before. But whatever, you know, not so yeah, here. 62 million people, but yeah. Um. All right. Well, I I thought. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna saddle up beside you and say I agree that I like the I liked the um, season eight uh, season eight finale. Um, I, uh, I I like to say that uh, Drogon is uh, the best dragon doggo. Um, he uh, gave uh, Daenerys a that was actually one of the big things that like did surprise me that they just just knifed the fuck out of Daenerys like right off the bat really like you were like you were about twenty minutes into that show and they just he just just Jon Snow gave her the shiv. He just kind of backed away, thinking he was going to get his ass just fucking cooked. And uh, Drogon, you know, of course, probably wouldn't attack him because he's also a Targaryen. Uh, just, like, nudged her. And everybody was like, aww. And, um, you know, of course, melts the Iron Throne with his you know, dragon breath. And then picks her up and flies away. And, you know, I think there's uh, about a thousand uh, web pages now dedicated to where did Drogon take Daenerys. But... Whatever. Oh, that was a great scene. Kind of surprised me. You know. You know, I, I, I want to eventually give my defense because there has been some criticism of the choice to make Bran king, and I want to give my defense of that. But um, there has been an interesting conspiracy theory that I have read about Drogon, and... I don't want to say it's ridiculous, but also it's a little bit unsupported. Um, I have read a theory that one of the things that Bran was doing that was unexplained when his eyes roll back in his head and he, he works out and it doesn't show us what he's doing um, is that he was that, that that he figured out how to warg into Drogon, and that the reason that Drogon did not kill Jon and melted the Iron Throne was that Bran was worked into Drogon at that point. Hmm. Uh, and I think, I, I mean, really the only evidence for that is that, like, dragons probably, I mean, they're, they're probably more intelligent than an average dog, but they likely do not have a developed sense of poetic irony. So yeah. melting the Iron Throne is not, like, something that, a dragon would think to do absent being worked into um 
that's really the only valid point I give it in in, in its favor, mm. other than Bran has been like working out and not telling us what he's doing for a while. Um, it's unsupported, but it's interesting. So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Oh yeah, I, I mean I'm totally fine with it. I I would be totally fine with that. Um, the other theory is that uh, for the time that Drogon was gone, when he uh, when she oh uh, when she had originally taken over the um, the temples of the slavers, like there's this time Marine. like yeah, Marine and Drogon just like disappeared for a long stretch of time. There was. Uh, there was there's some theory that he had found and raised other dragon eggs so that there were other dragons out there um because apparently the band the band of the uh at the intro shows three small dragons and one large dragon and now there's just the one dragon so they're saying that like drogon is that dragon he's racing three new dragons um yeah, so th- there's a bunch of shit out there that people will just th- you know throw against the internet and see what sticks, but yeah, I'm fine with I'm fine with fucking uh, Brand warging into a dragon. Um, apparently, Rachel watched like the last tw- twenty minutes of of this this uh, season finale because it was just on, and she was like, "What the fuck was going on?" I was like, "Oh god, there's so much to unpack there." Like, come on, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, did you hear the theory that? Um, and I have to go back because, like the the delineation I have now between the book and the and the show is kind of hard to discern. You know, in the book, like for those of you that are, are reading the books, I mean, if George R. R. Martin will ever write another fucking book, um, you know, the the books end with with uh, Varys like shuttling in um, one of the kids. So I'm I'm gonna fuck this up. And you can correct me, but um, uh, the mountain apparently killed. Uh, the last Targaryens smash their heads against the, the wall, but apparently they smuggled out one of them, and just put in a, a you know some kind of, some you know some poor kid that just got his head caved in. So, um, you know, Tyrion and um, Tyrion and uh, Jorah Mormont are on a boat. They're training this kid that's apparently a Targaryen. He's got the dyes hair blue, so nobody can see that it's you know jet white. Mm. And Varys has been scheming this whole time to get this 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 uh, other Targaryen child, and I would have to go back and, and look it up to see exactly who his his parents were. I don't think it was Rhaegon, but like that was the no, it's, uh, yeah, actually it is. It's Rhaegar and Elia, uh, Elia yeah. Martell, his his first wife. There you go. Yeah, and so like that's what's going on in the books, and there's all these prophecies that are being that have been bantered around, and one of the prophecies apparently say that you know Daenerys is. The the queen of dragons and one of the theories was that she was actually a dragon because remember when she had a baby with drogon it was said that it had like you know scaly and it had it was blind and it had dragon wings and everything so they're saying that like she would actually turn into a dragon and fight with drogon at the final in this final episode um, and i was like let's uh, let's clarify baby with drogo because drogon is the dragon right drogo drogo is the <laughs> the the um uh khaleesi lord the Cal Drago, yeah. Cal Drago, but like that—that that was another theory that's been bandered around. That like in the the last episode of the season, she would literally transform into a dragon and kick everybody's ass with Dro- um, with Drogon. And I was like, all right, fine. I mean, I'd, I'd watch that. Like, I wouldn't turn it off. I mean, fuck, you know, who gives a shit? Now, what what I what I'd like to defend from the finale 
is the choice of Bran as king. The fact that everybody fell in line, except for Sansa, and Sansa can get away with it because she's Bran's sister. Right, right. That was that was um, clear as fucking day. But what what you have is you've of the seven kingdoms, actually eight. Uh, it's seven because officially the Iron Islands are part of the Riverlands, but really you have eight factions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of those eight, five have very strong incentives to fall in line in a single unified kingdom. And that is the Westerlands, the Reach, Stormlands, mm-hmm. Vale, um, Westerland, and, and Dorne. Um, now, Tyrion has already proposed Bran, and Tyrion is the hereditary lord of Casterly Rock. So the Westerlands are already in the bag for Bran. Um, the Riverlands are so devastated by the War of the Five Kings that they cannot survive as an independent kingdom. So Edmure has a strong incentive to fall in with whoever would be a king. Now, now, mind you, the lords on the council pretty much cannot put themselves forward as king because nobody, because then everybody would. Nobody right. is gonna for each other. So, Bran is the person who is there in the situation. Now, Robin Aaron is a weak. He, he's a weak ruler, uh, and, and he can only keep his position by having a strong ally above. So his incentive, like Edmure's, is to be in good with Bran. Right. Go down to the Stormlands. Gendry is only Lord of the Stormlands because he was legitimized as Robert Baratheon's son by Daenerys. Right. Daenerys is dead and not particularly popular anymore, so that's not much of a credential. So he also has to be in good with Bran. Um, Dorne has had a pretty... I mean, Dorne has a history of independence, but uh, the unnamed in the show Prince of Dorne, now that every Dornishman of note is dead, uh, also needs to solidify his position. Same issue. The Iron Islands are devastated. Same issue. So... By and large, you have um, everybody with the North cannot stand up on their own, so their incentive is to unify. I mean, the Reach especially, the the, the Tyrells are extinct. Um, there is no ruling family in the Reach, right. and whoever the king is is going to appoint the lord there, so obviously they're going to fall in line. And Bran is somebody who already has a lord, Tyrion, the person who suggested him, who is a strong supporter. So, it's kind of a, he's the guy who's been suggested, why not him? But, again, there still should have been more deliberation. And nobody... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, like, no, I, I, I get where you're coming from, and I totally understand all those points, and it makes perfect sense that they should deliberate and maybe come to a, a better agreement than just saying, like, than just saying, I nominate Bran because he can see the past and the future... And also, he's not, you know, in his yeah. in his current state as the Three-Eyed Raven. He gives literally no shits about the current... You know, he's not going to rule out of vice or greed or trying to solidify or make his house grand. He doesn't give a shit about that. And, the, and, the issue that I had with the speed at which they all agreed on Bran is that, that there's no evidence that anybody who's not a Northman knows what the fuck the Three-Eyed Raven is. Exactly. It's never been brought up. Yeah. Yeah. It's never been brought up. I'm sure that, like, after they left that room, they're like, all right, does anybody want to fucking, uh, you know, kind of fill me in on what a three-hour raven is? 
And they're like, yeah, we're going to get some meat. We're going to explain this shit to you because it is bonkers. You know? like, there, there should have at least been a scene where Bran proves to everybody there that he's like an omnipotent human Wikipedia. Right. Yeah, yeah. That would have been great. That, that would have taken, what, 40 seconds? Yeah. Of fucking screen time? Yeah, it would have been great. But And this is one of the parts I like, tried to explain to um, you know, Rachel. She's like, what the fuck was going on? I was like, all right, they appointed this guy because he's a three-eyed raven. She's like, what the fuck's that mean? I was like, don't worry, nobody else does either. Like, it's, it just means he's a wizard. He can see the past and the future. And like, the reason he's going to rule is because he's not going to be vain about it. And he's not going to try to build up his house. Which is also kind of helpful for Sansa because, like you said, like... It's his sister. He's not going to, like, all right, you're a bitch. You're done. And, like, raise Winterfell and, like, build something yeah. else there. You know, Although, you know. because they made, I mean, Bran can't have kids, and also they made the Iron Throne non-hereditary. So the right. next king decide that uh, six kingdoms is more than one, and they want the north back. Yeah, right. Seven kingdoms, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, well, the, the, the last thing that I'd like to say on this is that the uh, ending was... A little bit more anticlimactic than I think everybody expected, which is fine. But it also set up what, like three or four different spinoff shows, and HBO and and uh, the production company have already come out and stamped that down. Like, there's not going to be a Sansa goes west. Um, I don't know, sorry, not Sansa. Um, Arya goes west. Um, you know, spinoff show, and yeah, I don't know. Although there is what it is. Going to be a bunch of spinoff shows. Yeah, but they're all going to be like prequel oriented, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, the the one that's confirmed is like an Age of Heroes right. uh, prequel. Um, I have heard rumors that there's going to be a Targaryen Conquest prequel and also a right. Robert's Rebellion prequel. Um, I really want to see a Robert's Rebellion prequel. That one's going to be badass, and I want to see it. Um, no, that'd be fun, because there's a lot, of, a lot of this, the story that we enjoy was generated or set up in that rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. So the the factual things that we argue about and say are theories or not theories, like the gray area that everybody loves to fucking bullshit about on the interwebs is set up in that um, rebellion. Yeah. Um, also, I want to point out a, a problem that I did have in not the finale, but the second to last episode where Cersei expresses a concern and then Kyburn, I think it was Kyburn, reassures her and says, the Red Keep has never fallen. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, the Red Keep very notably fell when Robert Baratheon took it during his rebellion. <laughs> right, right. Now, it had a hard nudge toward falling when Jamie Lannister stabbed, uh, you know, the the um, you know, the leader of the Kingsguard stabbed his king right in the back to save yeah, King's and Landing. When, and when Tywin Lannister's troops, like let Robert through the gates, like, yeah, yeah, but it still fell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it did not repel those forces at all. It got it got thoroughly fucking turned over. It was, you know, it changed hands too sweet. Alright, so I think that's about all the Game of Thrones things we need to say. You got anything else you want to say about yeah. the series? Hurry the fuck up, George. Yeah, seriously. Well, I was, <laughs> I was talking to a buddy, I was just talking to a buddy of mine today, and he was like, I mean... I kept bashing. Everybody's like, oh, George Martin, George Martin. I'm like, no, fuck him. Nobody should talk to him until he produces another book. Until I can pre-order uh, Winds of Winter on fucking Amazon, nobody should fucking talk to him. And if he stumbles into a panel at Comic-Con, and he's like, hey, guys, they should be like, fuck off, Martin. When you've got a book to talk about, come back. Like, stop like, giving him attention. Yeah. 
Like, hey, Martin, why are you here at Comic-Con and not at home writing? Yeah. Fuck the fuck <laughs> off. And, and like, my buddy was like, well, I'll buy the books. But, like, yeah, so will I. When he fucking produces them, like, that's the fucking crutch here. Like, yeah, like I get that, I don't know, three in, like, 2014, 2015, yeah, you were being a you were being a little bitch when you were like, hey, George, where's the fucking book? But at this point, it's been fucking eight years, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, <laughs> it, like I said, it's been 2,872 days since uh, um, Dance with Dragons was, was published. And, yeah, like, when, when the show blew up, when Game of Thrones, HBO, quote-unquote, you know, show, all that thing blew up, he became a nerd celebrity, and he just wallowed in it. And a yeah. lot of people have said that, like, hey, uh, you know, he probably, like, just wrote in his basement. He was very, you know, maybe, like, not that social. And now he was invited to a bunch of parties, a bunch of red carpet events. He loved it. He wallowed in it. And I totally get that. Like, that's fun. You you do you. But, like, n- at this point, we're praising him for the, we're praising him for something he has not done yet. Everybody, like, everybody, like, now is coming to him and saying, well, how do you feel about the end of the show and how will it differ from, this totally fictitious ending that you haven't fucking written yet. You know? Everybody's clamoring to ask him how his ending's gonna be different. I don't think anybody should talk to him until he writes a fucking ending. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's a... That actually is a, a petition I can get behind. And that yeah. is... Nobody talked to George R. R. Martin until he's done writing. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it might, it might smart a little bit for him to go to a red carpet event he thought he was invited to and just being fucking turned the fuck out. Like, no, no, no. Unless you've got a manuscript, we're done. We're done talking to you. All right. Let's, t- uh, let's take a, a super short break. i, I got to go downstairs and get a, get a beer. And I'll come up and I have uh, want to talk to you about the uh, investigation in the investigators and how much Donald Trump is fucking uh, uh, spending on his golf game. It's fucking hilarious. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. It's almost so, 11. It's almost 11. I thought we'd have some money by now. Huh? Oh, oh, hey. There we go. I have arrived. Holy shit. We talked We talked about Game of Thrones. Oh, good for you. Why? Yeah. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Uh, all right, that's fine. My little display's not up. Are you recording now? Yes. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> You're off screen for me, but, you know, do you, you do you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a... Uh, camera on my end either it's not not seeing myself which is offensive let's see what happens if i do this turn video on hey it doesn't work either it doesn't matter yeah this is my rum and cokes there we go turn your video on at least so i can see you there we go all right so uh we talked game of thrones uh adam do you feel at least uh at least vented or vindicated yeah, I, I I was not as critical uh, to to update Shay. I was not as critical of the finale as I was of the penultimate episode. Right. Um, I mean, it's I mean, I'll just say this. I don't want to rehash it. I just I just didn't like Danny because it was just fucking boring. It's just lame. Like, <laughs> if you were gonna give me basically the end of Lord of the Rings where they all go to the Grey Havens, just do that in the last episode and call yeah. it quits. I don't need an hour and a half of that shit. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, to this day, my biggest gripe is gonna be how they just. They bought. I think it's funny how Jon Snow just got fucked. <laughs> He's yeah. just like, all right, well, uh, go back to the Night's Watch, asshole. Have fun with that shit. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, King uh, King Art uh, Rhaegon, um, have fun freezing your nuts off for the rest of your life. And you know there really may not actually be a threat left anymore, but you're gonna guard it. Yeah. Because now, just... now after that happened, there's no way anyone's gonna say like, well, we don't need to guard the wall, you know. But 
way, that would be a great job. Like, hey, go guard against this thing that will never happen anymore. <laughs> fantastic. That's fantastic. That's what the TSA's doing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I gotta take off my shoes for no fucking reason. Yeah, fuck, fucking, yeah. I, every time I go through TSA, I have to be careful not to drink too much before I go on my flight, or I will be muttering stuff at about fucking $14 an hour fast just as I get scanned as I go through. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I almost missed a flight, my flight to Berkeley. Uh, I showed up an hour and a half before my flight, and I thought I was a golden. And then I got into the security line, and I was behind two, um, I would say in their mid-70s to late-70s, um, people who did not speak English as a first language. And uh-huh. they, they were in wheelchairs. So, like, the woman had crutches, and she would not give them up. Like, like she just refused? She just refused. Like, she wanted to go through the scanner with her wheel or her, with her crutches, and they're like, no, you can't do that. And she's like, she just said a bunch of shit to them in Yiddish or something. And I was like, okay, let's just take a deep breath. I, I, we'll, I have we'll actually been this. behind instances like that and just been like, hey, I don't have a problem. Can I go now? Because I got a flight to catch. I don't know what they're doing. They yeah. don't like that. Yeah, no, my they... favorite. What's go that? Ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I thought I had plenty of time, and then once I got through the line, after arguments with these people, like they understood some English, they just did not want to comply. Yeah, they wanted to just get wheeled through like this special place, and they're like, "No, dude, you're gonna stand up and get wa- you're gonna get wanted because I know you can walk." And he was like, "No." And they're like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. And so when I finally got through the security line, I looked at my watch. I was like, holy shit, they started boarding five minutes ago. Balls. <laughs> and I and I had to do a quick sprint to there. And I, I mean, I, I made the flight, but it was like, it sucked. That shit is, uh, yeah, I uh, I get, I, and you know, like, it this, I get it, like, back in the day or whatever. But, like, right now. There's no real excuse to not understand how that works. Like, maybe I'm just spoiled because I I live next to DIA, so I fly pretty frequently through a really busy ass airport. Oh, yeah. You do the same thing, Justin. I don't know how much you fly, but I'm sure you do fly, and it's it's just like, come on, guys. Like, don't tell me you didn't think that all this shit. Like, and especially like I I went, dude, I went through TSA in Denver one time, and like the guy like. No, TSA doesn't actively look for weed, and they're not. That's not what they're there for. But when you have a pound of it in your bag and you just lay it on the conveyor belt to go through the scanner, like they're not going to let you do that, you fucking dipshit. Oh yeah, that's not how that works. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. And and then so you know, yeah, I've never, I've never, you know, knock on wood, I've never missed a flight and I've never been uh, uh, late through security. But I'm real, I'm real good about making sure I get there early enough to get a buzz on before I get the plane. So my 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 favorite and by favorite I mean most concerning TSA interaction was uh, I never thought twice about it, but. I went through, I mean, my, like, general travel backpack that I just take with me whenever I fly as my carry-on has an umbrella stuck in one of the uh, little side pockets. And I don't mean inside. I mean, like, there's an umbrella stuck in one of the little mesh, like, outer side pockets. And Your water bottle goes in the other one if you're, you know. Yeah. And I have never taken... I mean, unless it's been raining and I've been using it, I have never taken that umbrella out of that little side pocket on my backpack. And I went through security. No issues, not thinking anything of it. And the person behind me was uh, a... I I believe from the style of his uh, turban, he was a Sikh. Mm -hmm. But they gave him so much shit about his umbrella. And I was like, 
right in front of him and also had an umbrella in my backpack and they did not give me like a second of shit about it and i was like whoa hold up motherfuckers <laughs> yeah well i went through one time i went through one time and i just used the backpack i have that i always carry to work and the backpack i carry to work has a six inch survival knife in it just it just it's always in there it has a it, it's a survival knife it's about six inches it's a, a full tang blade and um, in the little pouches it has a fire starter it just I, and these things cost like 4.99 on amazon so i got them hidden all over the fucking house you know yeah it's just like oh cool i'll put one in my fucking shoe it doesn't matter to me yep. um but i forget that it's fucking there because it's my daily carry to argon which technically that knife is a little bit too long to go to argon but whatever nobody cares um yep. And so I, I just fucking threw that thing in the in the conveyor belt. And they're like, sir, we're going to need to talk to you. I was like, do you have a knife in the bag? I was like, not at all. And then they pull out the six-inch knife. I'm like, oh, that one. Yeah, that 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 that's yours now, I guess. And they're like, they're like what, what did, what did, they like, we're trying to ask me, like, what did I intend with this knife? I was like, I intended to take it to Florida, I guess. I don't, I don't and know. I, I don't know. I forgot it was in there. Like, yeah, I love like, it when they think you're going to put up a finger, like, here, keep it. I don't care. Yeah, fuck it. Five they're bucks, like, here you go, dude. They're like, do you want to mail it back to yourself? I was like, no, it's fucking no. four ninety nine. I'll buy, you know, there'll be another one at my house before I fucking land in Florida. Calm down. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, TSA, um, you do a good job, but, you, you know, uh, France stopped making us take off of their shoes like 10 years ago, so, you know, fucking catch Also, up. you know, tone down the racism. Yeah, that would be really nice. That would be nice, too. Alright, so, uh, I was gonna ask Adam this, Shay. You can weigh in, too. Uh, as of this week, Donald Trump has officially hit $100 million, actually $102 million, on his vacations for two fucking years because he has to go to all of his, uh, you know, all of his, uh, beachfront properties and, and um, golf resorts. Um, has anybody heard the uh, the GOP Sean Hannity-ites complain about this yet? No, of course I, not. No. Cause I'm, cause I, and I'm, I, would, I would love to see that compared to how much Obama spent, which I'm oh, sure somebody's already like, done. Yeah. Would you like some numbers, Because no, I, I would love hair. it. What's that, Adam? No, no you know, I, I, I get my news exclusively from Fox, and uh, therefore, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the president has not golfed since Obama left office. Oh, of That's course. True. Now, now we all remember when Donald Trump was running for the presidency. Now, I know this is an old trope, but it's never going to not be a fun trope to say, what if Obama did this? Yeah, the, so, the whataboutism or what ifism is, it's real stupid, and it's honestly, I hate it because it's an easy mark, because it doesn't change anybody's mind, right. because people don't care what the other guy's guy did. But it, it sometimes it's just too fucking funny because Donald Trump consistently over and over again talks shit about Obama golfing during his entire fucking presidency. I think right. he's just mad because I, I bet my bottom dollar Obama's a better golfer than he is. Yeah, well, that's that's oh that uh, I'm actually developing some very detailed <laughs> research see. on that. Yeah, let's see. Let's find out what his average is. Yeah. His handicap, uh, dude. I bet it's real bad. There is, and I can't remember which one it is, but it's one. It's it's a famous pro golfer, and he said Obama beat him one time. I just, I just assume Obama's good at sports because he's cool as shit. Well, like, and he's, he's also smooth ass fucker, and he's also not seventy uh, two and That's just true. A, a sack of lard. Yeah, no, yeah. Just like, also, I love that shit. I, people try. To I have Trump. seen. I, I mean, I'm not a good golfer, but I have seen Donald Trump swing, and he is 
is very obviously not a good golfer. Right. Well, there's there's actually an entire. I don't think Dad listens to this podcast, Shay, but I bought Dad a book. It's there's an entire book about. It. It's called Commander and Cheat. It's about a. Um, it was written. Talk about when it. he cheated at that golf that golf tournament. Well, it's an oh, entire book part about. Of it? Okay. It's, it's yeah, that's part of the book. The entire book is about how it's it's written by. If I'm not if I'm not fucking this up, and I haven't looked into it too closely, I, I like I said to you and Adam, um, I am trying to compile a very kind of detailed comparison of Donald Trump's golf game and, and and Barack Obama's golf game, just for comparison, and of course all the stories about Donald Trump just being a, a complete shit cheater on the golf course. But the book is called Commander and Cheat because it compares and contrasts the fact that golf is supposed to be a gentleman's game. It's all about honor and, and some skill. And Donald Trump just shits all over it because he thinks that if he owns a golf course, he can drive his golf cart up onto the green. Now, yep. just just for just for sake of reference, I know Shay's not an avid golfer and, and Adam might have golfed. I like sometime. to golf, I just, but I think I – think- I like golf because golf is a fun thing to do while drinking, but I'm not no, good at it. That's, that's why yeah, it's one yeah, of my that's, hobbies. That's why I like bowling. Like I'm a, yeah. But I'm actually a pretty good bowler. So I'm, I'm a pretty good bowler, too. Uh, I have my own ball. It's called uh, Patriot Blaze. Um, yes! I'm, I'm, not, I'm not lying about that. But, I know like, you're not. But, like, a, gol- a golf green can cost upwards of a couple million dollars because you have to build it up and then level it, and then you have to grow that grass that will just grow that, you know, that, that fucking fine so you can put on it. <clears throat> I once tackled a buddy of mine because he was not, um, he was, I, I literally tackled him off the green because he was not familiar with what happened and he had hit his ball onto a, 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 an adjacent green and he just, he just had just squared up on this ball with a fucking seven iron and was going to dig the biggest fucking divot in that green I think anybody had ever seen and I caught him just as he was back swinging and I just like wrapped him up. But like Donald Trump drives golf carts up on greens like because he just thinks since I, oh fuck it but like since they're not solvent, he doesn't care. But there's an entire book written about how his approach to the game of golf kind of sh- shadow boxes his approach to the presidency. Um, so Shay was asking about some numbers. Uh, right now, as we're sitting here, I, we don't have all the days of Donald Trump's vacations yet because his, of course, his term's not up yet. But George W. Bush had 88 vacations. Um, the days it was a thousand and twenty days. Uh, on vacation that cost the U.S. taxpayer $140 million. Um, like, Barack don't get me wrong. The president should be able to take a vacation. It's the most stressful job in the world. But you should also understand, as the president, you shouldn't have a lot enough free. You shouldn't have enough free time to take a ton of vacation. Right, but to also understand that there's always somebody with the cell phone eight inches. Yeah, away dude. I mean, he's never really on vacation. Right, that's exactly, the other thing, right. and I think that's really important. Like, even when Donald Trump's golfing, if something happened, he's going to get whisked away off the golf course. And I do admit that. But it wouldn't be an issue if he didn't talk so much shit about other people exactly. golfing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like Donald Trump in his uh, election, 2016 election said, and I quote, I will not golf. I will not have time to golf because I'll be working my ass off in the White House all the time. Um, since then, he spent basically every other weekend at Mar-a-Lago or his Westminster um, golf, golf course. So Barack Obama had 29 vacations technically for 328 days. Um, and the, here's, here's the, this is the number we need to talk about. In eight years, the Obamas spent ninety-six million dollars. This 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 number it goes between eighty and about ninety-seven million dollars. So I think ninety-five million is a fucking fair bet. So let's just say ninety-five million. In eight years, Donald Trump has fucking beat that in two years. Nice, two years. Now, is Sean Hannity going to uh, do a, a, a Fox News alert on that? I doubt it. I doubt it. He did one for Obama, though, didn't he? I'm sure. He did. 
Yeah. Oh, there's there's a great montage. There's a <laughs> there's a great montage. There's a great montage of a um, Fox News host be like, "Well, he's golfing again. Look at this Negro out on the golf course where he should just be white man." You know, it's just basically what they're, they're talking about. So that's fun. Um, one point you should remember, in case uh, somebody brings this up, is the President Trump. President Trump donates his salary. Remember, they made a big deal about that. Since he's so rich, he donates his salary. This, I mean, I know this is petty, but it's just so easy to dunk on this dipshit. Um, he donates a salary of $400,000 a year. Even if we assume he already de- uh, donated his uh, you know, 2019 salary, Yeah. Um, that is st- <laughs> the money spent on his vacations is already 127.5 times what he's, he's quote-unquote given up. Well, and here's my thing, and this is, uh, again, like, just one of the great things about his presidency that I'd love to look at is, like, because I remember when he ran, he specifically told me how rich he was, and that because of that, he didn't need political donors, so he was beholden to nobody but the people he was trying to help. I mean, he didn't right. say those words, but the, I can't imagine him using the word beholden, but that that was the general inference of it. But now, as I understand it, he is doing all the fucking fundraising he can for 2020. Well... And during 2016, he and, did that um, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and Adam can correct me if I'm not right. If I'm not, I mean, correct, but he said like I will self fund my campaign, and then proceeded to absolutely not self fund his campaign. Even fucking blur some lines between his um, foundation and his campaign by like siphoning money from his, you know, the Trump Foundation into his campaign. Yep, sounds classy. Uh, I mean, I mean, but it's almost as if he's full of shit. Maybe that's just me picking up on that because mm-hmm. it seems like it's like me and you and, and adam here and then the, and then the rest of the, uh, maybe maybe we're the enlightened ones guys i maybe we're the only ones to figure it out who knows yeah right right after right, i spoke so- this weed i would have solved some problems boys <laughs> yeah okay so donald trump is a hypocrite that's not a news flash um shay uh i know i know adam it's uh it's getting late in in your uh hemisphere so we'll skip over some of the red pill kid stuff we'll, we'll, i want to talk to shay about that it's kind of funny um, but I would like to take, let's say, another 15 minutes to get Adam's perspective and Shay's perspective now that they're both here on this um, weird world that has been created in the last, what, 60 days or so since the Mueller report dropped in that there's this weird um, coexistence of investigations between Donald Trump and the Democrats and the investigation of the investigators. So I, I just want to give a quick rundown, and then I want to hear you guys weigh in on this because I, you know, you know, I know what I think because it's in my head. But um, since the Mueller report started, the Donald Trump and the, and the GOP has been absolutely bleating about um, how unfair it has been and how the Mueller report, while it was actually appointed, while Mueller was actually appointed by uh, Rosenstein, who is a Trump appointee, um, how this was all unfair and it was all all done by the Democrats, and they want to invest investigate the CIA and the FBI and all this bullshit. Um, there's just some really vague bullshit about how the Steele memo and how it was used to um, secure the FISA warrants uh, uh, against Papadopoulos. I still can't believe I can say that name correctly. It's against, against Carter My Page. My understanding is everyone Car- who's Was it Carter Page good- or was it Papadopoulos? It's Carter Page. All right, Carter Page. Pop, okay. Wasn't Papadopoulos the guy that got overheard at a restaurant or some shit? Okay. That was, yeah, yeah. He's, the, the guy. he's the one. Papadopoulos was the one who got drunk in London and told some that's Australian it. diplomat that, like, Russia was involved somehow with Carter Page. All right, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me on that. So 
that there was some there's some weird woo fuckery about the Steele memo, which nobody really has said it was 100 percent true. Even the guy who you know, even Michael Steele who who corrected it, even you know, compiled it, even says, "Hey, this is raw intelligence." You know, there might be some flubs here, but you know, this is what's going on. So there was always this idea that the Steele memo was a thousand percent bullshit. It was paid for by Hillary Clinton. They just, you know, they of course just gloss over the fact that it was originated by um, the Washington Free Beacon as Trump um, Oppo research, and was later picked up by uh, a law a law firm that was paid by Hillary Clinton. They just gloss over that. Um, I'm almost, you know, I actually read this. You can look at Lawfare um, Lawfare blog has a great article that all of the all of these accusations were actually debunked in the Nunes memo that he released that was supposed yeah. to, I guess, shut down. Uh, any of uh, the Mueller the Mueller investigation, like in that memo, it acknowledges that the FISA court was told that it was a, a rival political candidate. It didn't say Hillary Clinton, but it said rival, you know, campaign number one or whatever. Um, since then, uh, Lindsey Graham has vowed to investigate the FBI and all the people that quote unquote hated Trump's guts. Um, Lindsey Graham swears that the Intel Committee will investigate uh, sec- uh, Secretary Clinton's emails. I guess for the third fucking time. Um, and then Barr appointed Attorney General Don, John Durham to investigate the or, origins of the Russian probe, which gave everybody from Sean Hannity to uh, a couple people on my Facebook page raging hard-ons because they think that um, you know we could all, we should always investigate the investigators. Um, yeah, no, no, I guess it's not either. Is it hard-ons or hards-on? I'm fine with either. Like, like Attorney's General... I think hards on is is better. Like hard it's on, not, it's it, yeah, because it's make multi- any sense. It's hard ons, but it's multiple singular boners. So hard ons, like hards on, hards on doesn't make sense. Would it? Would it be like hard eye? Wait, maybe it would be something like you know how like a bunch of crows is called a murder. Maybe a bunch of old white dudes with a boner is something completely indifferent. Different, like oh. you you call it like. Oh man, there goes a there goes a terror. It's just a bunch of fucking congressmen with boners chasing hookers. You know? Actually, actually, I'm a thousand percent calling a bunch I, that, of congressmen. That's not a good. Yeah, that's but it, that, I think there's another word for it. It's like a murder of crows or a flock of seagulls. It's a something of it's a something of Congress congressional dicks. How about how about how about a a a large group of congressional hard ons is called an unsettled. I like that. Unsettled. And unsettled, that's, yeah, I like that. That's because because yeah, because the idea of them walking around with just like you yeah. know about two inches long and about three inches thick little chubs just really unsettles me. We have brought the production level of this podcast up one thousand percent with a single <laughs> conversation. Everybody, we are solving the problems. Right, clean energy's so, up next. So anyway, there's a large. Uh, um, there's clearly the just this large unsettled walking around wanting to investigate the investigators. And it even feels weird in my mouth, and I'm fine with that because it should feel weird in your mouth. Um, I like That's to point out that, yeah, that would feel weird in your mouth. <laughs> it would. Um, Go for like I, I would like to point out that nobody is uh, calling for the investigation into Trey Gowdy, who had six years worth of fruitless investigations into Hillary Clinton, and was oh, no. even was even accused of altering documents to try to frame her. And oh, um, I hadn't heard that. Was he? Did it ever amount to anything, or was he just accused of it? Uh, he basically admitted it to uh, um, Congressman Cummings in a um, Senate hearing that he, or I'm sorry, a uh, congressional hearing that he had 
um, redacted or truncated some of the documents that he had given to the full committee to, you know, that's all he said, but it was very clear that he had done it to make her look bad. Um, you know, like it'd be like, I have never, I have never beat my wife and just, just fucking editing out the things like I've never not beaten my wife, you know, kind yeah. of shit like that. Um, and then, and then it brings us to today where Donald Trump has, uh, uh, walked out of an infrastructure meeting because he says that he will not talk about infrastructure or anything else until the Democrats stop investigating him. That's literally their job. Literally their job. And, and, and again, it, it comes back to the what about it. This shit cracks me up so hard because this is the same fucking party that tore the world apart over a goddamn blowjob. So, yeah. yeah. And then, like, published their 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 special investigative report was published. And people forget this. They intentionally wrote the star report in a narrative form so people could digest it easier, which mm-hmm. this is not. Yeah. So, like, oh, it's just I fucking love that shit. Well, but also, and don't forget that the Star Report was was uh, it was delivered to Congress forty eight hours after it was finished. So it was finished on a Tuesday, and by Thursday at six p.m., they had delivered like it was it was several vans full of boxes of materials to Congress. They had just dropped it off. Like there was no if ands or buts about what happened. There was what no, year like, was that? I mean, I had to have been like six was, or seven. That was like not, no, you were you were older than that because that was, was, I in, was it? That was like you would have been like fifteen or sixteen. Okay. Yeah, it was like ninety seven or something like that. Ninety four. Ninety four if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay, so that means I would have been fourteen and you'd have been like Yeah, yeah you'd have been like Eight or nine. Yeah, nine. That's um, how that math works if it's 94. All right. So, Shay, I hope you appreciated Adam's uh, PJs. I did not see his PJs. I was busy looking at something else, but fuck. All right. So, Adam, I know you, you, you want to uh, dip out and go to bed, but do you have anything you would like to say about the uh, the whirlwind of, of Donald Trump complaining that the investigators that investigated him need to be investigated for investigations? Um, just that it's been stated publicly so many times by so many different FBI officials, and it's just multiply on the public record that this, the the Russia investigation did not start as a result of the Steele dossier. Oh, yeah, no. It, like, and he keeps coming back to that, and he keeps saying, well, it started because of the Steele dossier. Well, no, the investigation preexisted that or predated that. Well, it's because of um, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page who had this documented anti-Trump attitude. Well, no, the investigation pre-existed that. So he he keeps... um, I... I, I relate this to a defense that I once put on in a case that was... To my credit, successful. I, I hope it's yeah, okay. It was successful, so I was gonna say I hope it was fucking better than the defense Donald Trump's coming up with right now because that's and that's it, this was the first trial that I ever had, and it was a it, it was an industrial accident, and one of the so much like the 2016 election. Sorry, to <laughs> see what you did there, yeah. and and the plaintiff's attorney because if if it hasn't been said on this podcast before, I'm a you know corporatist wall street chill and i represent businesses and insurance companies but um the plaintiff's attorney and throughout the trial kept drawing attention to 
all of these minor safety violations that were unrelated to the cause of the injury. Um, and the, the way that I framed it in the closing argument was the plaintiff's attorney keeps drawing your attention to these things. And you have to remember that this is the, this has the same connection to the injury as would our employees shoes being untied. Is it unsafe? Maybe. Did it cause the injury? No. And we, we have that same issue in this case. Well, was the, was the, the FISA warrant on Carter page, not the result of, of dotting your T's and crossing your eyes? I don't know. Maybe. Was that what caused the Russian investigation to start? No. Like it's, you're, you're, you're attacking a point that does not connect to the conclusion here. Um, and that's what needs to be hammered home in in the media coverage of Donald Trump's attack here. Well, I think you're exactly right because even in its own, even in that the Nunes memo, like I said, that was released, they said, "Hey, you know, they they detailed how this came about." And even in that same memo, they said the uh, Steele memo, while you know, well, and they and and okay, little sidebar here, how much. Actual Sean Hannity, do you consume in a week, Adam? Uh, zero, zero okay. minutes, zero seconds. Um, Justin, you're deal- my filter that I get all. We get that shit through. We're not willing to okay. expose ourselves to that. The, the, only, the only Sean Hannity that I'm exposed to is that if it is is in the rare instance where he is clipped on a like show or podcast yeah, that I nothing. listen to. Justin, right. here's your hazmat suit. Go into the core and see what's happening with the conservative <laughs> agenda. That's what I, I'm saying. I am. I am well aware that I am our sin eater. I'm the one yeah. that walks in the hair. <laughs> yes, and, yes, and yes. You are my Pandora's box. I hope yeah. all the So, here. so <laughs> the the reason, like, I used to listen to Sean Hannity's radio show all the time, and I really have stopped doing it. And the same, and, and for the most part, like, I, I kind of switched from Limbaugh to Sean Hannity because when Sean Hannity became, you know, Donald Trump's idiot whisperer, I, that's kind of where I made it. That, that, that's also the reason I listened to Alex Jones because when when Sean, when uh, uh, Donald Trump went on Alex Jones in 2015, uh, it's December 2nd, 2015, if you want to fucking fact check me, I'm right. He went on there and said that Alex Jones has a great reputation and he hopes to do him, do him right. Like That's a problem because Donald Trump then won the presidency. And when Donald Trump won the presidency, I started listening to Alex Jones because there's that connection there. And the bullshit that's on Alex Jones' show bubbles up to the Sean Hannity's of the world. And the usual fact that you're looking at is you got like a, a Alex Jones to a uh, Drudge Report to a Daily Caller to a Daily Wire to a Limbaugh to a Hannity to Fox News and then to Donald Trump. Or, you know, that, that's usually how it goes. So, like, I pay attention to this stuff because... I know how ridiculous it sounds, but Alex Jones, sixty percent of it's complete nonsense. It's a it's a comedy show that doesn't know it's a comedy show. But the other the other forty percent is like some really weird right wing shit that will stick in some in some different places. And one of the things that makes me not pay attention to Sean Hannity more, especially his Fox News show, is because it's so fucking repetitive. Like if you turn it, like I could, I could, I could watch the news during the day and write the first three or four blocks of his show, probably with a ninety percent accuracy. Because what he's going to do is like, 
hey, look at these Democrats. They're ignoring the fact that Sean, that uh, Hillary Clinton used the bought and paid for Russian lies dossier to smear Donald Trump. I mean, it's it's the same fucking words in a sent like a, a a word salad. It's not a sentence. It does not have a subject predicate and adverb. No, no. It's just the same weird words he always used. And it always hammers down on that that fact that you know, like, like Adam said, that you know, hammering down on the fact that the Steele dossier might not be a thousand percent accurate, or you know, maybe one part of it's wrong. Then it's totally a, you know the, the entire Mueller investigation is just just negated because of that, and that's what he nails down on. And he says it, I would say, four times uh, in a um, his nine p.m. slot or whatever. It's nine p.m. here where I am. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's 8, 8 here. But yeah, like, if you were to watch it, Adam, what you are saying about drilling down on a detail that does not matter to the overall case that's being presented is exactly what Sean Haney does day in, day out. He's the worst. Well, Ooh, I said not, stuff, but I was muted. I didn't realize the whole time. It's cool. I'm sorry. What were you saying? I, what did you want to say? I don't remember now. It's fine. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I think we're going to see is we're going to see, like today, like I said, the reason I bring this up is because today it came to a head because Donald Trump walked into an infrastructure meeting. Um, by the reports, he walked in, was there for three minutes, didn't sit down, said, I would love to do infrastructure, a farm bill, and um, what the fuck else do we want to do? I think drug prices. I forget. Um, it's right here. I can bring it up. But, um, uh, people that were in people that were in the uh, meeting said that he pouted and then just walked out, which is basically what he did during the government shutdown. And then later, um, even though they had a placard ready, they had handouts ready for the press um, for this, um, you know, quote unquote impromptu uh, meeting in the Rose Garden. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders said that there was no plan beforehand to walk into that meeting and uh, throw a hissy fit and then walk out because, um, you know. Uh, Oh shit! Nancy Pelosi said that he was involved in a cover. Like it's it's like I mean, come on! I mean, it's like watching fucking. It's it's like watching goddamn idiocracy here, like idiocracy mixed with like the the Twilight Zone. Life imitates art, man. Yeah. Well, Adam, I know that we've kept you up a little bit longer than you wanted to be up. You have any closing thoughts? Yeah, it's. Um... It's, your, it's your bedtime. I would have thought you'd have been off by the time I got here. Fuck. Yeah, See, I'm, I, I, I'm such I, I an engrossing host, Shay. That's true. <laughs> huh. You are gross. So, lately, and this is going to be my closing rant before I go to bed. Lately, um, if if you have not seen the news, uh, our one of my least favorite people uh, in public in the public sphere, Julian Assange, uh, has been Ooh. charged with 17 counts. Um, including uh, certain counts under the Espionage Act based on the premise that he aided and abetted Chelsea Manning in uh, the theft of uh, security-sensitive U.S. government information. Now, Now, I have been... Didn't didn't he, uh, uh, like, either ask or help um, her break break codes? He provided her with instruction on how to uh, acquire the information. That's what I thought. According, yeah. according to the indictment. Right. Now, I, I have been... Now, now, U.S. courts have previously ruled 
that it is not illegal to publish information that your source obtained illegally. However, it is illegal to aid your source in illegally obtaining that information. And that's what uh, Assange has been charged with. Now, this is a discussion totally separate from ideas of due process. I'm a defense lawyer. I understand them intimately. Um, yet, if he's not guilty of what he's been accused of, obviously he should go free. He's entitled to a zealous defense and due process of law. But what I have been distressed to see is people who I otherwise respect uh, defending him, even assuming that what he is accused of is true in the court of public opinion. Uh, there, there is nothing laudable about aiding and abetting the theft of security-sensitive uh, government information and publishing it indiscriminately, without redaction, without a heads-up to the government to give them the opportunity to get troops or other uh, security-sensitive positions out of harm's way before the information becomes public. That's a principle of journalistic ethics. The Washington Post, the New York Times, the LA Times, the Chicago Sun, everybody, every, every respectable journalistic outlet in the United States has at one point or another published information that they got from a source who obtained it illegally. Um, those people were not charged with a crime. However, those people involved in those publications adhered to journalistic ethics. They did not publish information which has the potential to put people's lives at risk. They gave the government a chance to comment. They gave the government a chance to get troops and other security-sensitive personnel out of harm's way before the information became public. That is journalistic ethic. That is what makes you a journalist and not just, I don't know, somebody spewing, somebody vomiting information onto the internet that they stole from the government. Um, totally separate and apart from the discussion of whether what Mr. Assange did was illegal or whether it should be illegal is the discussion of whether what he did was right or laudable. And both in the case of him publishing information from Ms. Manning or the case of him publishing information stolen from the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016, which he was doing at the behest of the Russian government, um, is the question of whether what he is doing is constructive, whether it is good. And I have been distressed to see people I respect defending it as good. And I think it is indefensible morally. I think it if it is not illegal, it should be illegal. Um, my interpretation of the law is that it is illegal. Uh, and I will not be sad to see him rot in jail. Thoughts? I, I um, always confuse him. Why well, did I just? This is this is so dumb. So I always who was the who was the person that leaked about the collection of data on cell phones and shit? Uh, that was Edward Snowden. Was uh, I always that. confuse the two. Okay, I yeah. did this. Sorry, I just I always have to make sure I'm. We're talking about the same person. I mean, everything I've read about. Uh, Assange is that he's a huge piece of shit like as, as just like a person like because he's the one that like he was in hold up in the embassy for all that time right mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and, yeah like, because, I, apparently because he, he was, was ducking just... he was ducking extradition to Sweden over a sexual assault charge yes right. exactly so I mean I, I'm kind of with you on this one in the sense that like I get where dude was coming from but he took a, a, what could have potentially like I get it but like you did it in the absolute worst way possible like the exactly. no reactions no like that's just that's fucking ridiculous and that shows to me 
to me, that says he was more interested in making a name for himself than making a difference. But that's my opinion. Because, like, every interview I've ever seen with that Dill Hole, he just seems like such a fucking douchebag. Like, just not, not I don't, I don't even know much about him personally, but, like, just you get, you meet douchebags in public and you're like, you meet him and it's like, oh, like that, that fucking weird guy in line in front of you at a coffee shop or a bar. You're like, oh, God, this guy sucks. Uh, I get that same that's, vibe. That's, that's, that's what, uh, you know, you hear, you hear these reports where, or you read a story where it's like, you know, if you have an indecision, uh, um, you know, an indecisive moment, you should trust your gut because your gut is like thousands of years of instincts. It's really easy to walk in the room and go, oh, douchebag. Mm-hmm. And that's how he gives um, me that vibe. Yeah, and that's how Assange comes across. Uh, um, Adam and I talked about this before you hopped on, Shay. Before we started recording, it was always funny to watch the the, the weird groups of people that do a one eighty on Assange. I'm sorry. Um, um, I mean, like Sean Hannity, when back when Assange was like sharing shit about how we had had committed war crimes in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, Sean Hannity wanted to have him strung up and have his nuts like just set on fire because he was a traitor. But now that he's sharing, you know, apparently um, emails that he stole from Hillary Clinton, oh, he's he's a fucking patriot, you know. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm and I'm kind of with you on um, um, Edward Snowden, like the same thing. Like Edward Snowden did, like yeah, there there might be some issues with, you know, actually there are. There's actually some very solid Fourth Amendment issues. With how the government monitors and, and yeah. tracks and saves our fucking emails and text messages and phone calls. But the fact that he just, like, stole a bunch of data and, and fucking and ghosted with it is not how you do that. It's no, not how you do that. I just, yeah, I, yeah and that's, yeah, that's just, I mean, and that's, but. Uh, well, yeah. and now, and now everybody wants to interview him. He's on, he's like, it, but, you know, he's in front of some blue screen. You're talking like, about like Assange, the, right? No, uh, fucking uh, Snowden. Snowden, yeah. Like Snowden's in, like, what, Sweden or something? Yeah. I don't know where he's the hell he is. In, no, he's, he's in Russia. Russia? Oh, great, yeah, because that, that, we don't have any problems with that. Yeah, I, that I'm not saying right I'm a huge fan of him either. I just, I, I, uh, if you're going to make me, I don't know. I just fucking, I've got, I don't know. Yeah, I'd fucking both those I guys. Think, I have issues with both of them. I, I just think if you've got something that you think is Ill, is being illegally done by the government, you call call the Washington Post Exactly. And you fucking take yeah. your and you fucking take your lumps. You don't release it on the internet and flee the country. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I believe they call that uh, the science. Justin, you may, maybe you can back me up with this with your science background, but I believe that is technically called uh, called a, a, I believe it's a, a dick move. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> is actually, that it? Is um, that what it is? Yeah, I think it's a dick move. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually it's actually one of the uh, the four. Um, principles of quantum mechanics yeah a fa- an, an acceleration of phallus <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's 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 basically <laughs> like you know like the, the the principles of quantum mechanics are like you know anything that's observable it has to have a real eigenvalue it has to have a real hamiltonian and then the fourth one is you know if you do this you're a dick yeah yeah, yeah it's just pretty it's pretty straightforward um and I, i'm just personal opinion i'm always fucking just creep the fuck out when people are like, well, we should talk about security issues. Well, let's get uh, fucking Edward Snowden on Skype from Russia because he's apparently an authority on it now. Like, I no. hate that shit. He's, I mean, he's, a goddamn, no, no. he's a goddamn, he's a goddamn, uh, um, you know, wanted felon. <laughs> no, I mean, like, again, like, I agree that, like, and this is the kind of thing, like, we should have found out about it, but it could have been done in a better way. Oh, yeah. And, like, there is a long, and let's not, let's not pretend like there's not a long history of cyber criminals 
instead of serving a sentence, they just become government agents and work right. like super, you know, hackers, things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised. It does. It, 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 it makes sense that the media goes to these people because it's a name people recognize. And in theory, he knows what he's talking about. But again, it's like, yo, I get you. You pick the shittiest path to get to your goal, buddy. I don't know about that. Well, but but in uh, in a in a in the same vein, but a different subject. Like whenever people talk about corruption and lobbying, nobody goes to, um, oh God, he's in jail right now. Um, that lobbyist. Oh God, damn it! I, I, talking I, about you talking about Paul Manafort. Thank no, now Paul Manafort. Before that, like back in the the early two thousands. Oh, oh, Jack Abramoff. Thank you, thank you. Oh, good name. Yeah. Oh, look at that yeah. name drop. Look at this yeah. guy over here. Like, it's not like whenever we talk about corruption in politics, we go interview fucking Jack Abramoff in fucking federal prison. We're like, so, how'd you do it, and how should we do it more? Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Adam. Uh, I think you need to dip. You got you got work yeah. tomorrow. Shane, I got shit to it's do. It's bedtime for me. I've got, got capitalism tomorrow. Uh, cap- yeah, capitalism. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, uh, entertaining me and, and and all the listeners for the first like hour or so of this. And Shane and I are going to talk about a bunch of CW nonsense now. Oh but- yes, I've been getting caught up. <laughs> thanks, Adam. Later, buddy. I'm Good off. talk to See you. See you guys. I miss you already. <laughs> he can't turn off. There. You go. <laughs> I didn't know this. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> You change the orientation of your phone, though. That's pretty slow. There he goes, and this is a visual medium, so you're watching us. You're hearing us there, and he's gone. Right. Okay, anyway. Well, I took this a snapshot. Um, hey, before snapshot. we talk about CW shit, I got to throw hold this on, out on, there to on. everybody. Hold on. What? I already took a picture of Adam's pajamas, so that's going to go up on Facebook. Amazing. That's it. Uh, y'all need to go see John Wick 3, because that shit is, and I believe the technical term is, big titties. It's so good. Um, hold on. Hold on. They've already announced John Wick 4, so... I know, I know. I guess he lived, yeah. John Wick Cinematic (laughs) Universe, and I'm all for it. It's, oh my god, those movies... I'll put it to you this way. And Justin, you'll appreciate this. Are you going to see this movie? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, so I don't want to spoil anything, because it kind of... I mean, is Donald Trump orange? Does the Pope have a funny hat? Basically, um... And you can tell it's kind of a... Is my like, dog shitting the, in the floor right it, now? Yeah, so there's a part of this movie you need to see because Halle Berry... And this spoiler alert, everyone. Halle Berry's character's gimmick is she has two German Shepherds with bulletproof vests that just murder the shit out of everybody. And it is and it is literally like a 20-minute fight scene of the normal John Wick gunplay, but then every now and then some guy just gets his balls ripped off by a dog. And it's very Aww. much like... It's the same thing for the first one. Someone shoots her dog, and you and everyone starts getting real sad. And then she picks the bullet, the bullet off of the dog's bulletproof vest, and they just start murdering everybody. It's fantastic. And ah. she's like, he's like, don't he? You know, the, the the details aren't important, but he's like, you know, don't 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 shoot this guy. We can't. We have to talk to him. And she goes, he shot my dog. And then John looks at her and goes, I get it. And just fucking nails someone right behind the side of him, and they just kill every. It's so fucking good. Yeah. Well. I watched, uh, you know, I of course watched John Wick, uh, the first one. Yep. You gave me the heads up, like I right, did. First, I warned you. The first first fifteen minutes is gonna be rougher than fuck. Yep. You know, God bless alcohol, right? And um, I got just wicked hammered watching that because I'm like, you know, I mean, like I just like, and I I tried to explain to Rachel. I was like, Rachel, what would you do if somebody just stomped Jim to death? Yeah. And she's like. Oh my god, I'd want you to kill them all. I'm like, yeah, and that's exactly what I do. And so, like, I told her, I was like, we need to watch this movie. So we sat down and watched John Wick one, and I fast forward right through the 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 puppy stop puppy stomping stomping part. And so we still haven't watched. She still has not seen John Wick two. 
but I would totally want to, um, you know, I want to watch that with her. Like, I, uh, like I mean, have you seen the second one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, because the, she, third one takes, the third one takes place, like, 15 minutes after the end of the first right, second right, one. It's, it's, it's right. all basically one movie. Right, so she has not seen the second one, so she's got a couple days off work, and what we've got to do in the next couple days is we, uh, one, she wants to see that movie um, uh, Booksmart with the yep. chick from um, uh, uh, Justify Me. That's supposed to be really fucking good. Right. Yeah. Well, it, but the problem is it's a comedy about, like, young girls, so it's going to get just yanked the fuck yeah. out of the theater in about a week and a half. So we're going to see that tomorrow. What's today? No. Well, yeah, we're going to see that on Saturday. And then she's got to go to work on Sunday. And then, like, the next couple days she's off. And we're, we're in, in that time, I want to bust out uh, Bright, Brightburn and John yes. 3. I, yeah. I've heard Brightburn is uh is a it's not as it, it's a good romp. They, everybody says like yeah it's really fun it's pretty fucked up. So it's not you know it's not right. winning any Oscars or whatever but nobody expects. Right it. no of course it's not but okay so you spoiled a little bit of John Wick three for me. Go for it. Let me spoil a little bit of uh the uh the sixth book or seventh book I don't know the last book that I just read of the Expanse series. Yeah. With one sentence. Yeah. Dog goes in space. Nah, I I have picked up. I'm reading Babylon's Ashes now because of yeah. the random bullshit you told me when we were in Florida. I was like, all right, I gotta read the rest of these books. These yeah. are fucking good. So at some <clears> point, <throat> like one of the characters has a dog, and they like they like they land on a planet. They're like, we gotta get off this planet. And they're like, and you know, Amos just scoops up this dog. He's like, I got it. Yeah, and this so is mine. Th- then it fast forwards to like they're on the float with this yeah. dog, and they're talking <laughs> about how awkward it is, because the dog wants to turn around, but it doesn't understand, like, how to touch a wall or anything, yeah, so it's just like, it's just like, fucking, like, you ever seen your Aww, dog, like, poor dog, yeah, yeah, but, like, while it's in the float, they're, like, throwing food out, and it's, like, catching food. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dog goes into space. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I gotta tell Shay. Alright, so let's back up to the fun stuff. So this is, this is the part that they kind of glossed over with Adam. Um, fun stuff. It Chapter 2. Have you seen the trailer? Uh, uh, yo, hashtag weird boner, hashtag why am I hard? Look at this naked wiggly grandma over here. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. remember that scene from the book. That's, um, I, uh, I've, you know, and I'm curious about it because, um, you know, based on what you see in the trailer, uh, with, I don't know if it's just a psychological warfare thing where it's like, hey, my dad was here, and then it shows the picture of Pennywise the Clown back right. in the day. Because that, that's not Pennywise's origin. Pennywise no, has been no. there since the dinosaurs have been there. You know, you know that. Yeah. Everybody knows that. You know, you know fucking Minion of the Crimson King, Toad Ash Space. All like, we'll go to that one. It's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Reading, so, like, it's fundamental. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to change it or if that's just like some shit for the trailer. I don't know. Um, I Actually, think it's just I lo- the trailer. I, I actually like that prep better because that okay so so what we're talking about here for those of you who have, have not seen the trailer and you should watch the trailer right now it's fucking amazing is the first like I could say a minute and a half of the trailer is um uh oh god Jessica uh, Chastain am I saying that right I think so I'm I was trying to remember that I, go ahead and talk and I'll figure out okay so Jessica Chastain plays the adult Beverly Beverly Marsh and so when when what? the when the losers come back to Derry um, 30 years later, uh, the yes, Jessica Chastain, that's it. <clears throat> uh, one of the things she does in the book is go to her old apartment that she and her mother and her father lived in. And she meets a man. Uh, she, uh, the, the, the current tenant is a woman named. Um, oh, God, it's Miss, It's not Mrs. Marsh. It's something else. But she uh, it's like Car- Kirsch. 
Kirsch. It's a it's an, an elderly woman named Mrs. Kirsch. Um, Beverly, you know, of course, uh, when she first sees the the name of the buzzer, she you know sees it as Marsh, and she's flipped out. But while she goes in and she has a conversation with like, hey, I used to live here. Da, 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 da. This elderly woman's like, I, you know, I really just want somebody to talk to. Um, it really becomes this like weird kaleidoscope type of world where the floor becomes chocolate. There's blood in the tea. Like, yeah. it's just a warped reality. And it was really a kind of a, in my opinion, one of the shittiest parts of the book. Because I, I, had, I, had no, I, had, I have no fear of chocolate. I'm sorry. Yeah. I have no fear of chocolate. But in this trailer, um, every time Mrs. Kirsch walks out of uh, Beverly's eyesight, she runs across doorways butt-ass naked. And it's weird. And then... Beverly is looking at the pictures on the wall, Mrs. Kirsch's wall, and she sees, like she said, a bunch of pictures of Pennywise. Um, Pennywise basically kind of cosplayed into her father, and which was a huge trope in the book. Yeah. Um, uh, and then while she's looking at those pictures, a very tall naked grandmother walks across the doorway until the you see kind of off camera a giant naked grandmother yeah. charge at you know Beverly. And that's way more fucked up, in my opinion, than just a floor of chocolate that's melting or some bullshit. I don't yeah, know. I mean that's the. I mean that's you know that's the, that that whole book. Like I love that book. It's one of my favorite books for him. But there, you know, it's like anything else Stephen King has written. Like it's hit or miss. Like there's some, you know, like you take the stand. Um, there's a bunch of really great shit in that. But then there's also that real weird part where uh, the kid gets angrily raped with a revolver for some reason. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then that, it, and then that's it, not fun. Yeah, and then in it, and anyone who's listening to this, like, it would, the best part about the first book coming out, or movie, excuse me, was, you know, there's a lot of stuff in that movie that wasn't in the TV series, like, the, the uh, what, what's, uh, uh, um, uh, the house on, was it Neobolt Street? Neobolt Street, Is that it? Yeah. Neobolt Street, and, like, the werewolf, and the leper, and all that stuff. There's all these little things from the books that just aren't in the original version that most of us grew up with, and, um, but... Everywhere you would see people go, well, there was no kid gangbang, uh, so you know they cut that out of the book. And people go, well, that's not really in the book, is it? And then you have to show them because it's like fighting the monster, fighting the monster, twelve-year-olds having sex with each other. Huh? Clearly, I've missed some pages. Nope. Four, you know, four eight yeah, one, yeah, four eight yeah. two. Nope. I'm not missing nothing. That's that's just how it goes. Because fucking yeah. Stephen King is a fucking coked-up weirdo. So which you know, man, whatever it makes his books yeah. awesome. That's why Dreamcatcher was so weird because he was addicted to oxycontin the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, if you haven't read Stephen King's It, there is a 50-page section of the book after they fight It the first time when they're 12, you know, 11 or 12, 13, in the, in the, um, in the sewers. They lose whatever connection, because they had defeated It, they lose whatever connection made them able to find the way down It's like uh, the psychic connection, same thing the kids had in Dreamcatcher. Exactly. For Dutters. So... For some fucking reason, Beverly decides she fucks every one of them. It'll 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 reconnect them, and like so, they all have a lot of underage weird sex that you've got to read through. But once you read through the book once, you know eh, I'm just Man. skipping over this. And uh, my original point was just that his shit is always all over the place. Like oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. always got a bunch of weird crap in his books, and like there it's always real hit or miss. It's like I remember that part you're talking about, and I actually really uh, for for my part I really like that. Now I'm also a person who's never actually found a book actually scary. Like people tell me like oh I had to put it down it was so scary. I'm like it's a book it's words on a page. I, I I don't know man maybe I maybe I'm just dead on the inside in that aspect. Like I I'm it makes me um, anxious like because it's a thriller. Like I'm like oh right. it's gonna happen but it doesn't actually scare me. 
Um, but, but so I like uh, that part because it's real. It's real whimsical. Let me interrupt. The parts of it that really bothered me were parts like when um, Bill uh, Dembro's wife Audrey is coming to Derry to try to save him or find him or whatever, and she's in a hotel room, and you know she's sitting there, and suddenly the light in the bathroom comes on, and she hears a gurgling voice say, "Audrey." Yeah. What? And then she like shuts the door, like the door is cracked just barely. And she runs up and slams the door shut and puts her back against it. And while her back's against it, an extremely long finger comes out from under the door and starts touching her heel. Like, that's the kind of shit that I can imagine happening in the yes, house that's, with the lights that, off. that gives me goosebumps. And that's when Dad would come downstairs and go, why in the goddamn hell are all the lights on down here? <laughs> yeah, I do remember him telling yeah. me, like, oh, Justin's reading Stephen King again. All right, leave all the shit on. Yeah. That's fine. And so Dad would come downstairs, get a drink of water, and all the lights would be on, and he'd bitch at me, and he'd go back upstairs, and then, I, then the second I fucking heard him hit the bed upstairs, I'd go around and turn all the fucking lights on again, and, you know, whatever, Dad. If you listen to this, sorry, but fuck you. You know what we should was, really do because it's dad. Uh, you said he doesn't listen to this. I bet if we just made it, I don't, let's find out how he accesses things easiest. If we could just get him a direct link to this on his iPad that he stares at for ten hours a day, he would listen to it every week. I guarantee it. I'm sure it was. I, nope. I, I think I've sent him a link before. I don't know. No, nope, I mean figure. every time there's a new one, he needs to get a direct SoundCloud link or wherever because it's fucking you know as well as like come on now. Maybe yeah, not we'll, this. We'll one. F- Maybe the next. One. We'll figure it out. I mean, uh, since no. we're talking shit about him, yeah. Love you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, love you, uh, you're the best. All right. uh, oh, oh, when's the last time Stephen King wrote like a book like it? And when I say that, I mean like a monster, like, like a, a like a, a tomb, like a, like size of it, or a or no, just book. like like a monster novel. Because you know you've got Ooh, your... uh, the Outsider. The Outsider. Where the fuck is the Outsider? The Outsider is. Uh, I I've told you to read this book. It's really good. I'm sure you have, um, Justin. But that doesn't mean I listen. Yeah, because you got a lot of brain drugs. Okay, yeah, brain drugs. Okay, so apparently there's a Netflix movie coming out. Yeah, or did, a Netflix did, uh, movie coming out. Yeah, when did this book get written? This was May. It's last year. What the hell? Yeah, it was, oh, it cool. was a while ago. It was, okay. it was, it was pretty recent. Um, the, the, just the overview of the book is that there's a very liked, very, you know, like a pillar of the community baseball coach who yeah. is accused of a very violent and sexual murder of a child. Yeah. There is semen all over the the body. There's chunks eaten out of the body. Like it's a very visceral murder. Okay. And... Remember, don't tell me too much because that's very critical to these books to not. Okay, right. I get. I, but... I just read the first line. Novel begins as a police procedural, but sifts to a horror novel, employing two common genres of Stephen King. So, all right. Like the, the point is, is like they have everything on this guy to put him away forever, except he was not in town when the murder happened. Oh, yeah. So like, so like, yeah, yeah. So like, there, there are all these witnesses that say that Coach, you know, Coach, what's his name, was like in town and had blood on him and all these weird things. But then like, he can produce video of him in another town four hours away. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna buy that shit. Yeah. Read it on my Kindle tonight, son. It was it's it's really good because yeah, of course I haven't read like, a Stephen King book in a fucking minute. Because of course, like. Me reading the back of the book, I'm like, well, doppelganger. Like, because yeah. it's Stephen King. It's something yeah, it's weird. It's a clone. Right? Yeah. It's a shapeshifter. It's something. Yeah, yeah, it's something. But actually, it's even more involved in that. And it's super fun. Read it. Okay, sweet. Okay. I will I will literally yeah. start that tonight. Super but fun. anyway. Yeah. All right. Woo! So, so, it chapter two is going to be fucking bonkers. Uh, 
We have a new CW show in the chamber, Shay. We got a Batwoman coming Bat up. Have you seen the trailer? I saw. Well, this? I mean, are you talking about the thing where she's standing on the building and looking all sexy with her fake red hair and looks no, back no, at have the you camera? Seen the trailer? Like an, I've just seen the clip between shows. Is there like an actual trailer? Trailer? Yeah, we're gonna uh, watch it right now. Uh, no, don't buy because it never looks good. I can never hear it. Don't fuck with it. I don't care. I'll watch it after we're done. I know yeah. CW shows. I know Batwoman. I know what I'm in for. But I will watch the so, trailer. Right, so so we got a Batwoman trailer because she was in the um, yeah. Oh, what was the last Crossworld uh, thing? What was that? Elseworlds. Elseworlds. Elseworlds, yes. And we are now building to motherfucking Crisis on Infinite Earths, which they right. they have finally directly started talking about toward the last. This because I've I've gotten caught up on Supergirl and the Flash, and oh my god, I never thought I'd say I'm mad somebody adapted the Red Sun storyline, but they did it in Supergirl, and it was fucking dumb. But anyway, um. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm about like I'm about like ten episodes behind on Supergirl, but it, they've it, already. I, if you're talking, uh, if you're talking the the newest season, it does pick up, but it's definitely the the least quality of all that shit they've got running right now. Well, like there'll be a, like a uh, Supergirl helps some girl come out as also trans and super powered. It's so like, fucking ham fisted. Yeah, but then they'll cut to a picture of uh, you know the Red Sun Supergirl. Yeah. You know, like the one that the the Russians are growing or what? However, I, she, I don't, I uh, the, it's uh, it's it's. I haven't gotten to how they got her. She's uh, she is a um, basically Clone, an I'm accidental clony thing. They didn't make her. They it's 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 real stupid, but it's fine. Okay, yeah. it's real right, damn so, dumb. So that's the thing. But the point is, is that so um, in the Elseworlds we had a Batwoman who was uh, Bruce Wayne's cousin, and it's um, oh shit, something Rose. I yeah, I can't her remember name. her name. Yeah, something rose, um, and but everybody bitched because this actress is bi, and for some reason the people who bitched wanted her to be uh, like a hundred percent lesbian. So, yeah, well, I don't know what where that's coming from, but like, because when she was in Elseworlds, they were like, okay, so she's a gay character, or you guys should be happy about that, and they're like, well, but she's not really gay because she does have sex with dudes, so like. That was the weirdest fucking complaint ever. That she wasn't lesbian enough. Yeah. Um. So whatever. But so this trailer came out and it's her basically coming into her own, realizing that her cousin was Batman, taking over the mantle of Batwoman, and just just kicking ass. And it has been absolutely shit on by the uh, basically the MAGA crowd, the yeah. uh, you know the the Proud Boys because they're like. Why does this? Why does this hero have to be a girl and lesbian? And you know, like, why does she have to be gay? Well, why so I, I want to put this out there, and this is a very uh, uh, pragmatic and not exciting reason. The reason they have a Batwoman is because they legally are not allowed to have Batman. Like that's exactly. why. That is exactly yeah, why yeah. that they DC. The way the DC license works out, I, if I understand this right, um, anything used in the movies cannot be used on the CW. And if that's true, like we may never get like the Joker, but. CW tends to go with the goofy over the top shit, so I'm hoping for some silly Clayface, some fucking Mister Freeze, yeah, I'm fine all that goofy yeah. shit. The fucking what was the what was the guy that was uh, the ventriloquist that had the gangster puppet hand? The fucking oh, do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember yeah. Captain Condiment? Because that was a guy that just shot mustard and mayonnaise at Batman, and that's a real fucking character too. So yeah, let's let's, let's fuck it. I, they're all these shows are ridiculous, and I'll keep watching them. Dial it up to shit about it. Yeah, let's do it. Just get weird. Yeah, get weird with it. But I, I like as soon as that trailer dropped, people were absolutely butthurt that you had a strong gay woman character 
that was gonna was gonna helm a show. Like they just lost. Well, it. I tell you what I like about it is the way I like how they do the the wig and the the part of the cowl, so she looks exactly like Bat. Well, because in the comics, I don't remember Batwoman and Batgirl are two different people, right? Exactly right. And this and Bat it, it, it is, isn't Batwoman. That's Barbara Gordon, right? Bat. Well, it's. Depending on what continuity you yeah, want. Yeah, hold at. on, that's true. Like, we are talking Batman comics here. It's all over the fucking place. It, it, yeah, it's all over the fucking place. So Batgirl and Batwoman can be the same character, but generally, what's considered Batgirl is Gordon's daughter. And okay. I mean, is it? And isn't even there just a point where like she just starts calling herself Batwoman because she's in her fucking twenties? Exactly. Like yeah, because she gets when older. she because she's a teenager when she starts doing the shit, like just like Robin, exactly. a little older than Robin, if I remember correctly. Exactly, and, that, yeah. and that's why when the first Robin uh, becomes Nightwing, he stops calling himself, you know, Robin and shit like that. Yeah. So okay, so that's the thing. It's fun. I'm gonna watch the shit out of that. Um, uh, have are you? Uh, this is a question I didn't ask Adam because I'm he's probably not into. It. Have you been watching West uh, Westworld? I've seen the first two episodes of Westworld. And my understanding is season three just wrapped up or is currently going. Well, we have a trailer for we have a trailer right now for season three. Oh, uh, my understanding is that it's gonna they're gonna do a Game of Thronesy thing. It's gonna be a while till the next. One. Well, we so, have a trailer. We have a trailer. Yeah. Well, we have a trailer for um, a Westworld season three. Um, yeah. Westworld season one was uh was super fun. Westworld season two was super confusing. You really had to pay attention. Yeah. Um, but Westworld season three is basically this is the reason I bring it up because it's it, it this is this is why I'm so excited because it's basically Murderbot bitches because yeah. Aaron Paul is going to be the uh, main character of season three you know Breaking Bad's uh, you know Jesse yes that's and, badass and it's basically going to because in season two and quote unquote little little bit of a spoiler and at the end of season two the bots get out. And yeah, so Aaron, Aaron Paul, yeah, Aaron Paul is going to be out in the 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 you know quote unquote real world, and he's got his own shitty life to deal with. But he's going to encounter, you know, some of the main protagonists from Westworld, the the bots. Um, and basically, like I watched the trailer. You should watch the trailer. Um, Westworld is a great show. It's 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 uh, it's like Breaking Bad. Like, you got to fucking pay attention. Yeah, like so- you can't just be like. I've only Blood watched the first few episodes of those, but I don't know if you know this about me. Uh, I fucking love classic westerns. Um, yeah. Watch a lot of those. Uh, I have not watched much of the show, but I'll tell you what I have watched. What I have right here is the original 1972 classic fucking Michael Crichton's first movie he directed with Yul Brenner That's, Westworld. This shit is I, great. It's actually the, one of the worst movies. I've it is fucking fantastic. It is no, so much a product of the seventies in terms of like Western films and sci-fi films. So much fun. Um, anyone who there has watched the show should no go explanation. By, uh, well, no, was... what are you talking about? You've clearly not watched it. It is, it is a vacation home and then they go crazy. It's just like the fucking, you know what? Yeah. That episode of, um, uh, 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 the Simpsons with itchy and scratchy land is based off of Westworld. That's what it's based off of. No, you're exactly correct. It's so good. Fuck but him. You... Fuck him. You should all go watch the original 73 Westworld. No, Michael Crichton's have, first have... film. Yeah, well, Michael Crichton's writing work went way downhill after he uh, decided he was a conservative or whatever. Have you ever read Prey? Uh, yeah, that, or, was, that was the last book he read before he died. He wrote before he died, right? Yeah, he should. I think died so. It wasn't that. good. The ending was terrible. I remember um, being so pissed off because the ending to Jurassic Park, Lost World, Sphere, 
and the Andromeda Strain, very good. And those were the four books I read back to back after I read Dread. You know, yeah. I was oh, this is my crying. He's great. And then I read Prey, and I was like, wow, the end of your book is a ATV with a Molotov into a kid. All right, I'm done with you now, Michael Crichton. I'm oh, over this it. This is dumb. Yeah, yeah. you're done. I, I did read Timeline. Yeah. It's not as bad as a movie, but it's not that great of a book either. <laughs> Actually, I read Timeline in the same weekend I read Prey. Yeah. And I kind of. I'm over this. I'm over it. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to drink. I kind of wanted to drink my brain fresh. I was like, "Can I reboot myself?" This is what I will. This is... I will fucking stab anyone that has a single bad word to say about Jurassic Park and the Lost World. Well, those are great. Yeah, um, uh, the nineteen seventy three um, original Westworld. Um, that that movie is is okay. I want to say it like this, Shane. The reason that I'm going to critique you and say that you're. I don't know why you're turning your. I'm, I'm having issues on my side. Don't worry about it. You're, you're probably naked, but the reason it's a problem is that if you watch a couple episodes of Westworld, you will find out that Westworld, the show, eh, the HBO show, has a much more rich and diverse reason why the robots go crazy. I'm In not the, the saying set- it's better than the show. Let's be clear yeah. here. I'm saying I fucking love that movie. And oh, the movie's entertaining. I fucking love it. I'm not saying it's better than the show. The show is clearly a better, a better, it's better executed. Let's yeah. establish that. Yeah, because because that 1973 Michael Crichton movie, like I also they, like the Mortal Kombat movies. That doesn't mean they're fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to we'll get to uh, we'll get to Terminator sunglasses, Dark asshole. Here. <laughs> well, there's a uh, there's there like there's a part in the the 73 um, Westworld movie where like. There's literally no distinction. They just all the robots just fucking go crazy. There's no reason why. Well, huh? I didn't know they actually. Yeah, that no. It's it's basic. It's basically in the movie. It's basically the idea that like systems controlled by man are destined to fail. That it's that whole Michael right. Crichton man over nature bullshit that he does. Um, oh wow, there is a Dark Fate trailer. I haven't watched that yet. I'll check that out later. Hold on, we're gonna watch it in a minute. Um, uh. No matter what you say, yeah. um, but in uh, Westworld, the the difference in the dichotomy is, is that in Westworld, the HBO show, it's the uh, man's ability, man's attempt to create a sentient robot, like keeping fucking with their psyche, yes. is what drives them insane. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, no, it's absolutely fucking really great. Um, so, okay, moving on. Have you watched Chernobyl? Um, uh no, I, but as someone obsessed I guess, with I, it, I, uh, the actual disaster itself, I've read a lot about it. I, I need to fucking watch. I've heard it's very good. I've heard there's some pretty uh, graphic descriptions of what happens when you get irradiated. It's I I saw the trailer for it a couple weeks ago, and I was like, holy shit, that looks like the best disaster porn I've ever seen. And I watched the first. Uh, there's it's only five episodes. It's, yeah. it's a five hour miniseries. Um, the first episode is goddamn mesmerizing. Um, it starts with a small, uh, a young family in their, you know, um, I'm going to fuck up all the, it's like, is it, is it in Russian and subtitled or is it in English? I'm just curious. No. So, so, um, there's also, okay, just, you know, there's full disclosure here. We're going to, we're going to bounce around here a little bit. There's also a podcast. There's an accompanying podcast with, uh, one of the guys from NPR, uh, who sits down with the show writer, the writer and showrunner um, after each episode, and they yeah. discuss what parts of the show were kind of flubbed up for the show timeline and what parts were legitimately straight from what happened in Chernobyl. Um, so one of the things 
that they talk about in the first episode of the podcast was how to deal with the Russian to English translation. Translation. So they talk about how when they were um, auditioning actors, that if they had them do a Russian accent, that it was very easy for the Russian accent to to just slide into comic bullshit. Yeah. Without without a lot of with without a lot of effort from the actor, and actually while they watched them act the actors would focus more on getting the fucking accent right than portraying the character. So they made a very early decision in production to just say, fuck it, we just won't hire Americans. Because you just you just hire Eastern European actors and their accents would be close enough to just blend in the background. So yeah, that nobody's, nobody really speaks Russian, but all of the... Uh, okay, let, let me rephrase that. If it's a character to character talking, they they just speak English with a Eastern European accent, yeah. and and the point was is like because that's what they hear in their head, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but if there's uh, if there's any uh, announcement or if there's any like a news broadcast where if as long as it's not character talking to character, then it's all in Russian with subtitles. I mean, I, I would be okay with watching it all in Russian, but I mean, that's let, let no, nobody's watching Chernobyl for the authenticity of the accent. Like, that's not. Yeah, the accent's not the problem. Man, did you but, ever play uh, that game, uh, Stalker: Shadows of Chernobyl? Fuck yeah! Fuck, fuck, it was fuck, good. Yeah, so good. Anyway, yeah. So, but anyway, the, the like the the opening like forty seconds is like just this woman getting up to go take a piss, and like she walks by a bay window and she takes a piss, and as she's walking out of the bathroom, you just see the explosion. And then you see, and Chernobyl's in the, the far background, you see the explosion, and then you see the very vertical, um, very, ver it's almost like a spotlight, it's just this vertical shine up where the radiation is literally ionizing the air yeah. up into the atmosphere. And then like 20 seconds later, the whole room shakes, and she's like, what the fuck was that? And it is graphic as fuck, it is jarring as fuck. It is currently right now the highest rated TV show ever. It just passed. Like, just I, I, I will have to check that noise out. Yeah. Man. One of one of the, I I alternate between you've got to be fucking shitting me to you are absolutely shitting me. This cannot have been how this. Oh, went. dude! Like, if you start looking into like, and I'm sure the show has to like that shit is so fucked and like. And I, I will say this right now, even with that in mind, I am still a proponent of nuclear power. You just need to do it better. Because Chernobyl's a great example. One of those things where, like, same thing with Fukushima, where you say, uh, you shouldn't put your plant there or you shouldn't use this design because it's going to get fucked. And then it gets fucked and someone's like, we told you that was going to happen. Like, that's right. Yeah, it's, right. it's all about the safety. But no, it's interesting. Um, Cherno I, Chernobyl was one of the only plants, or I'm sorry, the Chernobyl power plant. There were four of them, actually. There were four yep. reactors. Number four is the one that blew up. Yep. Everybody should know that while this entire series was going on for the least like ten days, the other three reactors were being manned by people who are dead or who were completely killed by this reactor. Like the other three reactors that were a couple hundred yards away were being completely manned and operated at the entire fucking time this was happening, because the way the Soviet Union worked is they depended on, you know, the, you know. The, the, that power. There was no turning off the switch just because, you know, I don't know, 15,000 people were going to die. And to show you to your point, 
God, one I of a, the I wrote a Chernobyl science paper in ninth grade. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Woo! One one of the really interesting quotes that I read and through Wikipedia and all this and that was that was parroted on the show was that, and and it was re- reiterated in the podcast. The podcast is actually really good, really really good. Um, is that this accident could have only happened in the Soviet Union, and only the Soviet Union was equipped to handle it. Because nowhere else in the world would they have just thrown so many resources and bodies at it. Without yeah, like, hey, y'all are gonna go, gonna die now. Go in there, like, yeah, yeah, like that. Like, there were there were volunteers to go down into the heart of the reactor and drain out the water supplies. They knew they'd be dead in ten days. Uh, miners came in to dig a hole to the uh, base of the reactor to ex- install a heat exchanger. They knew they would likely die within. Several years. Have you watched the um, whole thing? Uh, it, there's only three episodes oh, right okay, now, okay. so there's two more. Um, I just want to know if they they talk about the elephant's foot because that shit's crazy. Yeah, well, they're, they're getting there. They're basically okay. talking about it right now, and um, yeah, one of one, one of the yeah, just I, I, I have to talk about this because it's so goddamn interesting. It's hilarious. It's it, it's gallows humor, hilarious, you know, and so. When you watch the the first episode with all of the discussion in the the control room, we're like, all right, well, like people are coming to the control room, they're like, hey, um, the the core is gone. And they're like, you're clearly delirious. There's no way the core is gone. That can't have happened. Somebody sedate this man. Yeah. But like after so many people come in and, and so gone, they finally dude. tell, yeah, they finally tell one guy, it's like, we need you to go to the roof. So there's like a a um, the head of nuclear power in the Soviet Union or whatever. He's like. The head of that country, you know, I'm sorry, that, that city-state, it's like, uh, we need you to go to the roof, look down on the reactor, tell us that it's not it's not blown. Just humor this dumbass. And he says no. Yeah. And they said, you're going to go and do it. I've read, I, we talked about this, right? Is this where he, like, looks back and his face is burned from the yeah, radiation? So he, yeah, he goes up to the roof. He walks out on the roof. There's a guard there. And he walks to the he walks to the the edge of the roof because he knows he's dead already. Like what, what? What? Like if the if the the core is not open, then okay, he'll look down and he'll be okay. If the core is open, he's already dead. So he literally walks to the edge, glances down, comes back, and when he gets to the door, his face is his entire face is red and blistered. Like yeah. it's so fucking. Oh god, it's so just jarring. You can't. It's. I kind of. Like I thought it would be a great show. I did not know it'd be as highly um, the the critics said rated as high as it was. Yeah. Watching three episodes, I totally get it. It's it's, no, no, it's that's phenomenal. probably that's going to be one I have to burn through because, uh, you know, while I have a job interview tomorrow, I still have plenty of free time. So that's yeah. another no, show to watch. It's the shit. Um, all right, I'll, so, I'll finish up uh, on Umbrella Academy, then I'll. Yeah. That that's also fun too. Um, I have a question for you. Are you watching Krypton? Is that ABC? What the hell? Sci-fi and no. Sci- oh, okay. No? Um, I have not watched it either because for the same reason that I don't watch, um, what is it, Gotham? Because I don't understand a Batman show without Batman. Here's the thing about Gotham. I've, as of so far, refused to watch it for that no. exact reason. And I get it. They can't use Batman legally. Whatever. Um... But everyone I talk to who's into comics that like 
watches Gotham says it's solid. They're like, once you get past the no Batman thing, and, right. I, and, and I guess the thing that they do with Gotham that I could make sense with is that instead of relying on, like, Batman as the thing, like, the big deal is the villain. So it's like, okay, you're going to get a lot of villain time with, like, Mr. Freeze and the Joker and the Catwoman and all this shit. And it's uh, – so they, they basically just – since they can't have Batman, they use, they use that screen time that would be Batman time to uh, – have other recognizable characters um like the design they use for mr freeze is really fucking cool uh but the other side of that is the later seasons have these weird screenshots of like teenage bruce wayne with a trench coat like pretend not batman but he is and it's just like yeah i don't care i can kind of i can kind of get behind the the development i want to throw this out there just for the audience i watched all of smallville and will probably pay for it with some sort of tumor late in life so like i can watch anything yeah. But I just haven't watched Gotham. What was before. what was it like? Thirteen seasons until he finally flew. Uh, no, he never actually flies. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the whole yeah. thing. The very no, he never actually flies, and they fuck up. They fuck up his his backstory so hard. So Clark never flies and never has the superpowers you expect him to. He's fast. He can jump. He's strong. I think he might have heat vision or like some shit. I don't remember, but. He's got warm vision. Yeah, he's got warm vision. He's, like, making cheeseburgers and shit warmer and stuff. But what he does do is – and they mess this up too. I forget what it is. I think it's – it's one of the colors of kryptonite they change the effect. They change it to black kryptonite. I think it's black kryptonite. So if he gets exposed to black kryptonite, he becomes – and this is so – this is so not right. He becomes Kal-El, which is an evil Kryptonian sent to Earth to conquer. So it's like a – Kal-El versus Clark thing and I'm maybe they retcon that later I don't think they ever did it's so dumb um I recently watched the episode with Doomsday in it it's I watched that episode with Doomsday in it because I heard that they did a Doomsday because it's it's that like random dude that gets injected with a Kryptonian Kryptonian serum and turns into Doomsday and it's real fucking stupid yeah, I, that, I didn't get an erection yeah. for a week after that. And then the chick, so the chick that plays the the blonde smart girl was the sex cult person now. You know what I'm talking about? The, uh, the, the lead woman in that? I forget. Yeah. yeah, she's got arrested for selling people into sl- sex slavery. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, I can totally get behind the idea that, that using the show Gotham, because you're not technically and legally allowed to, to introduce a Batman, I understand using that as a just like just a just turn the crank build a universe doesn't piss me off any less yeah well no it doesn't like the joker doesn't exist without batman that's like two-face doesn't exist mr so many of batman's villains one of the key things about batman is like he makes his own villains and the argument is like well if you'd never put the cape and cow on we'd never have all these crazy motherfuckers running around you know what i mean but by taking batman out of the equation just ruins it yeah, what they're doing is they're saying what they're doing Dude, is they're flipping bolts. the coin chase. They're, yeah. Is <laughs> is they're saying that Batman was created, or I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne developed a Batman to, you know, to uh, fight these this growing world of criminals. Where yeah. it's really, you know, if anybody's ever read any of the comics, was the you know this exact opposite of that. You know, these villains were created because of Batman's, you know. Device now, as a yeah, and right, to keep that in mind, it's like these things like with you know let's let's talk about the Killing Joke. Like Batman started out just fighting like thugs and robbers and street gangs, and then like he goes to the chemical plant, stops the robbery. What's his face falls in the vat, becomes the Joker. Same thing with right. Mister Freeze. He's trying to stop a break in at a cryo lab, and somehow in that process, Victor Freeze falls into the cryo vat. Um, and then uh, fucking uh, I think Two Face is similar too. Like 
Yeah. Harvey Dent's doing something. Batman shows up on an unrelated topic, and in the process, he becomes Two Face. That, that that theme comes over and over and over. Some of the, and then later on, because he's been around, you like I think I don't I don't remember why Poison Ivy just she's fucking there, and I think Catwoman Poison was, Ivy, uh, Catwoman was a burglar Cat- unrelated yeah. to him, and yeah, there's it's Killer all Croc has no has no you know what a know, weird Batman villain, yeah. Yeah, Batman has no uh, ties into Killer Croc's uh, origins. But once you establish um, a handful of villains, it's fine. You can just start throwing shit in there. It's fine. Bane, I, I Bane, don't. I Bane. Bane I don't. Clayface. Think Clayface had nothing to do with Batman. Pretty sure the yeah, comic Bane Bane didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah, I get it. But like, to 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 turn the page, like Krypton is apparently a show on Krypton where clearly you're not going to have a Superman because it's a, a red sun. So, like, my, my entire point of not watching that was, like, I don't watch Gotham because I don't watch a Batman show without Batman. Why the fuck am I going to watch a Superman show without Superman? Dumb. But the, in the very, of that, very last scene of Smallville is, like, a pod opening with the super suit in it, and then the credits roll. And then there's uh, a comic book that follows up this, this TV series where he is Superman, and it's a more traditional Superman Lex Luthor shit. Well, actually, there's been a lot of comics. Why well, I'm saying specifically, like they draw yeah, Superman to say. look like the actor. Shut up, Justin. You. Yeah, <laughs> but like Krypton has apparently done the same thing, where you've got um, you've got all the Superman villains, but no Superman. But if you look at the reproductions of Doomsday and you know um, Brainiac, it's like they look so much fucking better than like anything that ever came out of Gotham. And they have just, they've announced that the first episode of season two is going to have Lobo in it. And like, once you've got Lobo in it and he's cutting his own arm off just for fun, like I'm game. Like I I don't really understand how I just, I'm looking at pictures of doomsday from this trailer and that is fucking sick. Yeah. He looks just like he should that. Okay. I was to check this out. I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you because I thought you'd followed it, and I. I mean, with all like, the garbage I watch, you'd think so, but. Right, and me too. I, Yo, I Brainiac looks fucking sweet. I know. Google, Google Lobo. Krypton, yeah, Krypton, Lobo. Uh, Lobo was one of those characters I've always wanted to see come up in a fucking uh, movie. Oh, that is so badass. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's looks so great. That's amazing. Yeah. So, all right, so, I, I, so when when we're done with this podcast, it's already gone over two hours. Yeah, both gone. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go downstairs, pour myself a rum and coke, and I'm watching Krypton episode one. I, I'm I'm getting into this. This is I'm trying to think. I wonder is it where can I watch it? Do I have to be able to? Is it just all it's DC universe? Wait a minute, Krypton is a DC universe thing. Is it? I thought it was. Oh no! And it, wait, I think. Hold on, sci-fi. It's yeah, also it's on sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah. Oh, it's probably on both. Honestly. All right. All right. Yeah. So we got right, so one. It, what is it? One season so far. Yeah. Ten episodes. All now. right. Yeah. Fan. I'm the Phantom Zone. Is an episode, yeah, that's cool. All right, I'm into it. All right, so last but not least, let's wrap this up. Yep, 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 yep. Shay, we have a Dark Fate trailer. Yeah, I have not watched it yet. Okay, I'm sharing screen sound. Boy, I bet it, I bet it's that doesn't work. Well, I mean, you just got to give it a minute to catch up here. I could just watch it. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. Alright. Turn it up. Two days ago, I had this nice, simple life. And now he 
It's a nightmare. Y'all are just gonna have to let's watch this. What's that? I'm talking to the audience. They just have to watch it. Listen to it. You gotta watch it. So you got, you got a, uh, a Terminator apparently driving a bulldozer. I'm into that. Now this is a this is a great uh okay so you got the uh what looks like a terminator blonjik throwing a rebar. Now this is a new uh yeah. this is a new thing. So this is the separation of the liquid metal and the endoskeleton. Uh -huh. They operate that's independently. Cool. That effect wasn't very good, but that's okay. Yeah. So we've got two sides of this. So you got two Terminators that join. Basically, imagine a normal endoskeleton that has the liquid endoskeleton coming off yeah. of it. It will. There's and there. then we got there. Linda Hamilton's back. Woo! Man, I have not seen uh, Terminator 2 in so long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and here's a question for you, Justin. How many times have you watched T2 versus T1? I probably watched a I lot of them. I think I've seen I've, Terminator I've, 1 maybe twice. I've seen it several times because what I'll do is at the gym when I'm running out of shit to watch, no. I'll just run through the Terminator franchise. I'll, I'll, I'll start with Terminator 1, then of course you watch Terminator 2 and you go, oh my god, how is this movie this great? And then, you know, yeah. So one of the things I'd like to point out is that, um, so you got this very human-looking uh, soldier from the future protecting the girl. You got the uh, endoskeleton and the liquid metal separating to form two. Okay, uh, did, you did you catch that? Yeah. She asked. She asked Sarah Connor who she is. Who are you? And Sarah Connor gives her a bitch, please. Yeah, bitch, please. My name is Sarah Connor. Yeah. I just, man. Yeah, I'm, I can't hear any of this. It cuts in and out. It's all shitty and dumb, oh. but. I'll just watch it later, but it looks fucking sweet. Um, yeah, so, so who's, who's so the, uh, doing this? Who's making this movie? Uh, it's uh, you know, James Cameron. Is it him? Yeah. Because I was her. So the tall blonde chick is a actually human. First. Uh, nope. This is directed by Tim Miller. Fucking the same guy doing um. That did Deadpool. That's right. I think we even talked about this. So yeah, that's cool. How do we win? Let's forget that's Tim Miller. We win. I mean, he understands source material, like so. I'll give the benefit of the doubt. And at the very least, it looks like it's going to be a really sweet action movie with a bunch of robots beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. So so we've got so we've got a couple things. Okay, first of all, like. Right off the bat, this is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. It pretend, doesn't this one pretend like... I forget, does it ignore all the other ones, or did T3 happen? None of, none uh, of the other ones have happened, the, according Okay. There was there was Terminator 1, there was Terminator 2, and then this movie. Okay. So what James Cameron is doing as an executive producer is, ignore, like you said, ignoring all the other... Uh, T, T3, Genesis... Uh, what the fuck's the other one? Salvation. All those movies didn't happen. And That's you for know the best. we can do that? And you know why we can do that, Shay? Mm. Time travel. Time travel. That's I mean, because, dude, that's what makes Endgame so good. Exactly. When you're dealing with time travel, you can reset your entire fucking world by going back 30 seconds further than you did the first time, and then you can just change whatever the fuck you want to change, and you're good to go. Um, one of the th like, there's several tropes here that I think are fun and different. One, 
<clears throat> they're we're bringing back uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Leno Hamilton. So dude, that's and awesome. Arnold Schwarzenegger just looks so badass in this movie. Yeah, he just looks grizzled and old. Um, Leno Hamilton looks grizzled and old, which is it's not. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not busted on their appearances, but Leno Hamilton is 62 and Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger is 71. So, fucking God bless him for for doing this. Um, we have combined, like, if we're skipping over, uh, Terminator Genesis, if you remember in Terminator Genesis, they did not have the liquid, uh, liquid polymetal, whatever bullshit they had in Terminator 2, um, but you, but it was an endoskeleton, like, covered with nanites. Or some shit, and they, like, can, they convert organic flesh into, like, mechanical cells. It's some real plot hole spackle. It's real dumb. It's real dumb, and that was right about the time that that movie was released, that every fucking movie you list, watched was about nanites. So, like, everything was nanotech. So, like, you would blow up a thing, and then it would come together like sand, because it was all nanites. And I was yeah. like, this is getting so lame. Um... So, but we've already taught, we've already introduced the idea of a hard endoskeleton at the bottom and then a nanite liquid whatever around it. That was fun. Um, actually, at the end of uh, Genesis, you'll remember that the uh, endoskeleton uh, that was the original Terminator that Arnold played in that movie yeah. was then surrounded by a liquid shell. Yeah. So. This, this, so we're in, we're reintroducing that idea, but we've never introduced the idea that the liquid shell around the endoskeleton can operate independently of the endoskeleton. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. I'm with it. That's fine. Fuck it. I'll watch it. Um, uh, we're also introducing um, the idea that the um, protector of the target of the Terminator is not a Terminator, but a, um, a literally augmented human. That's cool. Yeah. So... She apparently, like, I don't know if you paid attention, but she has, like, kind of a honeycomb of lattice underneath yeah. her skin that protects her, you know, so that's the thing. Um, there's... Th- th- I will watch the absolute shit out of this yeah. movie. Um, I would recommend everybody else, uh, if you want to get into the Terminator franchise, do a deep dive in Dark Horse's uh, Terminator comics. They are fantastic. Yeah, um, I've, I've read some of those, but not a bunch. Yeah, the most recent one was called. Have we talked about Sector War? Have I told you about Sector War? No. So there's a comic. It's a four. It's a. It's a. You know, the, 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 these are not long arcs for Dark Dark Horse. They're just like four or five shots at you know four or five comics shot shot in the dark and they just uh, tell a story. But this last one was really fun. It was it was called Sector War. It's about a um, just a, a regular B cop who gets targeted by a Terminator. So she th- you know. You know, she's just on her beat, and she sees a guy being an asshole, and she tries to arrest him, and, you know, he throws her through a window. And she's like, holy shit. And so she it starts this, like, couple days long track of her running through, you know, downtown Los Angeles trying to get away from this guy and, you know, throwing whatever she can at him. And, of course, he's just shrugging it off until the point where she just runs into a drug den. She's like, listen, I will look the other way on whatever the fuck you guys want to do for the next however many years. I will destroy some evidence if you will just fucking stop whatever the fuck is behind me. Yeah. And, and so so you got this drug game Lily like throwing whatever they got at him and of course they don't win no she ends, yeah she ends up you know she ends up like pinning it uh, uh, with a bulldozer in the bottom of the uh, you know um, uh, ocean and she is recovering like she goes into work the next day basically to resign saying like okay I can't fucking do this anymore um, and she sees on the news about the attacks of a Sarah Connor in LA. And she is so so <clears throat> in the timeline of Terminator, they send a Terminator at this this woman before 
they sent one at Sarah Connor. And so she knows what's going on. So she goes to find Sarah Connor and try to help her. It's like, it's so much fun because you can fuck with this timeline however you want. Yeah, time travels the shit, man. That's what's great about it. Yeah. When did this, uh, okay, to, oh, this is, um, <laughs> this is fairly new. Which one? Uh, Sector War. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, just, this is, it just wrapped up like Yeah, this is not, yeah, this is not. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, that, it's fun. Like, Dark Horse is really knocking out of the park as far as the Terminator franchise goes. So, um, actually, they're kicking the shit out of the Alien franchise, too, if you're bored and want to read some Alien comics. I always want to read Alien comics, dude. Yeah. Okay. Got anything else you want to say, Shay? Uh, nah, been, dude, been... not really. I mean, I could always say some more stupid shit, but I'm not gonna. Alrighty. Well, uh, on that note, because we can always listen to Shay uh, say stupid shit. Always. Um, Shay and I are, uh, of course, just waiting for uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. Oh, to that was that was. I bought the I have six. I bought went out and I got drunk and I bought six tickets to see King of Monsters for my friends and I in IMAX. Uh, and I could not be fucking more pumped for that shit. Yeah, it it is not uh, my wedding anniversary that day. But if it was, I would look at Rachel and say, "I hope you want to go see Godzilla today," because that's what we're doing. Apparently, uh, the early reviews have uh, have said um, like it's a like, and this doesn't mean anything to people who aren't super familiar with the Japanese series. But in the '90s, there was a director. It's referred to as the Hesse series, and it's yeah, it's yeah. in the in the '60s and '70s. They were super. They were you know more about you know saving the earth and a lot. Just they were movies from the '60s and '70s, so you can imagine what they were like um, if you haven't seen them. But uh, the Hesse series is all about over the top effects, giant monsters, silly powers, time travel, robots, cyborgs, aliens, all kinds of dumb shit. So, uh, and that's apparently what this is like. Everyone's like. If you've seen these Japanese movies made between like 1989 and 1995, this is the movie for you. So I am fucking pumped. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Is like like I said, Rachel and I have to check off uh, um, Booksmart, um, John Wick three, and then uh, Brightburn, and then of course the next weekend is is would would be uh, you know Godzilla. Oh, every day. So, yeah, I can't wait to see that shit. Godzilla all day. All right. So like we say every fucking time, and we fucking mean it every time. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Shay and I and enjoy the fuck out of doing it. Um, worst case scenario, I get to talk to my little brother a little bit, um, have some beers, and, and shoot the shit. Best case scenario, we hope you learn something. You maybe you know learn something about us. Probably not. Yeah, even if you didn't, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna keep doing it regardless. Yeah, we're gonna keep doing it. Um, hit us up on the Twitter and the Facebook. It's both. It's at Woodscast seventy seventy six. I'm sorry. Blah. At Woodscast1776 in both Twitter and Facebook, because fuck Alex Jones and everything he does. And of course, shoot us an email. If you shoot us an email, I guarantee we will answer it best we can at thewoodscast1776 at gmail.com. So, this is the point where we ask Shade to say goodbye to all the nice people. Toodles! Just a little, 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 little